0: Morning. some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F-word. If the F-word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. <laughs> Greetings from President Donald Trump's last chance, Georgia. That's right. Georgia on my mind. Oh my God. It's uh, it's time for another rant. And yes, we do come to you from Georgia, the center of Donald J. Trump's universe right now. The center of the American political
1: universe, apparently. That's it. We live in an important state, Dougie. Good Lord.
2: The last bastion of all political hope. Oh man, <laughs> isn't that some scary shit? Oh geez, yeah.
1: Not really. I kind of like the chaos. Bring it on. I I don't really know if I like it being here in our backyard because we just got to deal with the just bombardment and litany of advertisements. Oh my God. I swear to God, dude, like it's, it's the holiday season. Normally my mailbox is full with flyers of buy this worthless piece of plastic, spend money over here for this worthless gift for these people you'll never meet. I don't know if I'm getting any of those cuz I'm just throwing everything away. If there's a card that my family's trying to get me this year, like a Christmas card, I probably won't get it because it's going to be so sandwiched between the 9,000 other political flyers. Everything goes straight to the to straight to the fucking wood chipper. I cannot
0: d- tell you how many times I've heard "Not God bless America. <laughs> god damn America." Oh yeah. my god. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that. On my radio, on my TV, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. Well, get it. the funny thing is, is that it's they have uh, to
1: censor him yeah, on local yeah, TV. It, yeah, So it's like your best but late at
0: night. They don't. You're, That's you, what's funny. You're, so they should only play it late at night <laughs> I know, I know, because your
1: your best political advertisement has no teeth because of your own fucking <laughs> right. FCC right. taking the taking the balls out of it. Oh See, my god! I,
2: I'm not as tired of hearing that as I am of Kamala Kamala lala lala. Uh, th- that's over and fucking over again with whatever's face is. Uh, who's the other uh, candidates? You got uh, Ossoff, Ossoff. You got Warnock.
1: You got David Perdue. Perdue. And you got it, Kelly Loeffler. No, Loff? Perdue
2: at Loff? one. Of, Perdue at one of Trump's rallies was making fun of Kamala's name, <laughs> and he just goes Kamala, Kamala, or something like that. Whatever. And Ram-a-lam-a-ding-dong? They played that in Ossoff commercials previously, but it was only like one second of it. Now, they're replaying it four or five times in the same commercial um, just so that we can get angered about him, you know... Um, saying her name wrong which i'm sorry if this is what we're getting offended about is getting your name pronounced wrong that's first grade shit
1: yeah I you didn't, didn't you didn't pronounce the things
0: correctly so fuck you and we'll yeah. get to that later it is incredible the amount of fucking ads that uh, i mean it is oh, like it's, insane. it's nonstop it's youtube anywhere anywhere you go you watch a youtube video in georgia right now you're going to see a fucking ad A political ad before the video. Unless you just caved and gave YouTube your money
1: to get premium so you don't have any (laughs) commercials, or you have like some ad blocker. That's the only way to get around it. Otherwise, it will drive you insane. In fact, Arona, you can attest to this. Mm. I just had regular generic YouTube uh, forever. Why ever give them money? (laughs) Never give (laughs) the man the money. Don't give the man your money. But it was the lead up to the November 3rd elections, the inundation of John Ossoff ads on every single video I clicked. And not only every video I clicked, but after five minutes, it would stop and then go to another Ossoff ad. Yeah. His advertisements have gotten me to never consider to vote for him, but it did get me to finally dole out money to YouTube so that I can not have commercials. Like, John Ossoff Mm. gave. YouTube a big hike, but you know because he's working with big tech, obviously because you know Democrats are in the pockets of big tech or something like that. I think I heard Hannity say that <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I'm supposed to believe sure, why not? well he ga- he got big tech Ludops. more money from me because I don't want to hear his fucking advertisements right because they're so goddamn annoying in fact, the advertisements are so bad I don't know if uh, if y'all are aware of this uh, our good buddy Tim who you can hear at the very top of our uh, every episode <laughs> saying "awesome." Hit the theme music, Doug. Uh, he texted. I'm in a group chat with him, and he texted our group a Change.org petition to petition to stop having uh, political ads running uh, like the week of Christmas or Christmas Day or something like that, because the the last thing you want to do when you're around family is try to have, like, Charlie Brown's Christmas on and have 94 political ads. Right. And it's not just, we don't want to hear from this candidate. It was, like, all
0: ads. Yes.
1: We need a we need a fucking moratorium on that shit uh, through the holidays because you're driving us all fucking insane. I you, think we need oh, a moratorium yeah. on it forever. Yeah. From
0: mm-hmm. all political parties.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know who the advertisements work on. But then again, I don't know who normal advertisements work on. But I don't think I'm in that demo. Uh, that funny or fancy commercials. Worse, I'll I'll put it this way: my entire life growing up, and I love my grandmother, God rest her soul. But half of the conversations that she would have with us when we would go visit her is, "Did you see the commercial where?" (laughs) Right, like (laughs) because she had her daily soaps and she had her she had her regiment of TV (laughs) programming. But the only things you got a kick out of were the commercials. Right. The cute commercials with the cat doing the thing with the ball that went off the table. And I'm just like, Grandma, I don't watch commercials. <laughs> as soon as a commercial comes on, I change the shit. Right. And this was back when everyone, you know, uh, they cutting the cord. was. No one knew what the fuck that was because it didn't exist. Everybody right. had cable. Everybody had the same channels. But sh- commercials
2: would work on her. I don't know who the fuck they work on anymore simplistic people who allow everything to convince them otherwise
1: yeah people that believe that people that believe what they're told i think is uh who commercials work on but uh anyway fuck political ads but we're we're gonna have to deal with it for about another month
2: anyway yeah lucky people who don't have to live with that shit right now i'm gonna come and move near you please except for fucking california
1: yeah, we are. Uh, it's December 6th. We were recording this on Sunday night, December 6th. We got one month left to deal with it. And right off the top, uh, it's not going to be a long conversation or anything, but uh, just wanted to say a rest in peace, Mr. or Dr. Walter E. Williams, who uh, passed away this past week, I think on December 2nd. He was a, uh, a professor, a, a economist, you know, just a very accomplished, brilliant man. That is way too smart for me to try to wrap him up in any kind of clever statement. But uh, And a like, guest host on Rush Limbaugh. Ba-boom. But uh, last thing I saw him in was the documentary that I watched a month or so ago uh, titled What Killed Michael Brown? Where it kind of went into the deeper reasons, the economic reasons and the societal reasons why an event such as the Michael Brown incident could occur, and he he approaches it from an economics standpoint and makes very very hard uh, cases uh, that I think would be a good thing for anybody to expose themselves to. Whether you agree with it or not, it's just a good other take that I personally happen to agree with. But he makes very compelling arguments that are all economics based, and you don't hear a lot of that these days. It's always about Something else other than economics. But like I've said on prior episodes, you give me a societal problem, and I can probably draw it back to an economic source. Well, they uh, they all can. Uh,
0: Every one of them.
2: You had to definitely introduce me to the guy a little bit, because, I mean, up until you brought him up and him passing, I had no clue who you were talking about, so...
1: There's a lot of brilliant minds out there mm-hmm. that uh, the vast majority of people are never introduced to because they would rather you know who Lady Gaga is mm-hmm. and who Katy Perry is fucking other, rather than knowing who the great minds of the day are. Because uh, I guess you can't make a nifty advertisement about... A fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But if, if you don't know uh, who Walter Williams is, just YouTube him. He's got hours and hours and hours of very interesting, thought-provoking stuff that uh, I think anybody would be, you know, well-served
2: to dip into. Well, in the spirit of stepping back to such, you know, uh Horrible Souls as Katy Perry and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they announced an uh, exhibition fight that's going to be taking place. Uh, and I actually, I, I don't know the date. Is Katy Perry fighting Lady, Lady Gaga? Because that shit would be fucking oh, hilarious. That'd be fucking awesome. I thought she was fighting Tyson. No.
3: <laughs> no,
2: he already
0: he already he already beat up one woman. He's he's, he's well, good. Well,
2: fuck. Now my news does not have, hold any weight. <laughs> no. Okay. So apparently, uh, douche no, nozzle in chief uh, Logan Paul um is going to be. Stepping up toe to toe with uh, Floyd Merriweather. for real?
0: For Floyd, real? Floyd Mayweather. Good lord, he yeah. must be
1: desperate. Now, uh, is it Logan Paul or it's Logan? I know it. You got Logan oh, and Jake, Jake, and Jake just fought, so I didn't know if Jake took his win against Nate and thought that all of a sudden now he was a boxer. But okay, so this is Jake's brother Logan, yeah, who I think is the more famous one.
2: He is the more famous one um, just because and actually maybe y'all can help me with this because more or less all I knew the guy from was the outrage that he created from doing the broadcast from fucking the was it a Japan? Japanese
0: suicide yeah, forest Yeah 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 see I know I don't, I don't I didn't know either one of them. We'll I, get you was, caught
1: up with ridiculously dumb pop culture, yeah, Doug.
0: Stick with know, us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll I mean, lead you. I, only Paul I know is Ron Paul. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Brand>. <laughs>
2: yeah. well, Logan and Jay were both. Um, <laughs> These two are not. <laughs> they became famous first uh, because of Vine. That yeah. was. Uh, yeah. Yeah back when vine was still a thing
1: yeah the the app that took uh the world by storm in 2012 and died in
3: 2013
0: (laughs) yeah took the world by storm on january 1st and died on january 13th -hmm.
2: well hey it turned 10 in fucking internet age so that's a dinosaur in the internet age yeah. No, it it certainly is. All right, so when
1: do you know when this fight is or uh Uh let me or if it's official official because that sounds like that poor kid's going to get. Well, it, I don't know cuz Floyd Mayweather he never really does any damage in fights.
0: Yeah, no, but he can still fight, dude. Yeah, no, a fight. I'm not I'm not saying he he
1: can't and that he won't and that he won't tap the dude up. Right. right. But <laughs> traditionally the way that Floyd got to his You know, undefeated, longest undefeated record, and all this stuff is by is because he can just out outlast. Yes, yes. Yes. Um the the opponent and tire out the opponent by taking all the damage and all the hits. His defense is probably the best ever because of that, at least in his weight class. Um. Anyway, continue.
2: No, I actually I do not see anything regarding a date at this time. In fact. Um, in one of the articles, it very much did make it seem like this is something that is being passed around that is not exactly news news. Like it hasn't been confirmed. Um, however, I mean, with Meriwether, he'll fight any fight if the money's if, right. If the, exactly. Yeah, he's a
0: money guy. Yeah, he's now. now-
2: now is this? As, that's why
0: he's called Floyd Money Mayweather. Right, yeah, <laughs> the money a, team. Yeah, that's his.
1: Now is this just another nail in the coffin of boxing? Like, is is this the death rattle of boxing?
0: All of these, you know, I know it's it is it, it's like. Do you you know what yeah, I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I mean, and it's it is a it's kind of sad, man. I mean, because when you look at the sport, it's uh, I mean, it, dude, it was the king. It was it ruled supreme. Until, I mean, basically until, you know, ultimate fighting started, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then once uh, MMA and all that shit started coming in, once all that, it was like everybody forgot about boxing. Everybody just, they just forgot about it.
1: Because it ties in perfectly because the UFC was started in 1993. Right. But it didn't get big and out of like local county fair arenas until the mid to late 90s like 96 97 where you at least heard about it you you heard about it because it was starting to get fighters from other uh uh, disciplines right that you already knew coming in and and then that's when you were like wait why is this guy that is you know normally known for wrestling or why is this guy known for boxing fighting each other what is this? This is like human cockfight. Remember when I, I remember in the mid to late 90s when I first heard about it? The, the news around it was this is human
0: cockfighting. This is yeah. reprehensible. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they were trying to outlaw it, they're yeah. trying to ban it. Yeah. And I remember uh, it, it all started um, in the 80s with they called them tough man contests. Yeah. I actually had a friend of mine. We had a friend. His name was, I'm not going to say his name, but anyway. Uh, who competed? He did. he. he, he beat the shit out of a lot of people oh,
3: no. I mean he did he <laughs> beat the shit out of a lot of people
0: and, uh, and he was a bad little motherfucker dude he was he was a bad little dude you know they had it in a uh, and like a, it was like you said like a farm center or something like that you know and something they set with up very a loose rules and they set up a ring and you signed a release basically saying if you fucking got your teeth knocked out. It's okay if I die here. Yeah, if you die here, it's not our deal, it's not our problem. (laughs) And you sign a release and you get in, and it was called the Tough Man Contest. And then it went from that to actual league fighting turned into kickboxing. That's what kickboxing and the tough man contest when you put those together you have mma um there was a guy named brad hefton i don't know if y'all ever heard of this guy no Mm -mm. dude i was really into kickboxing when kickboxing first came out it was basically boxing but with your feet it was the same rules and And, shit and
1: and i remember seeing it a lot like on the on on like the fox sports south right and it was always over in thailand it was thai kickboxing And, and, and Americans would go over there and, and, and get their asses kicked by exactly. a little tiny dudes.
0: <laughs> and Brad Hefton yeah. was a badass American dude that would go over there and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And nice. he was a champ. Brad Hefton was a champ. I don't know whatever happened to him. But basically, when the MMA and all that shit started coming in, it killed boxing. It killed kickboxing. It killed yeah. the Tough Man Contest. It all came to one place. Well, remember, boxing
1: always has been referred to as the sweet science yes sure it you know is. because because there is a science to it it's it's not just throwing punches like bah, bah, bah. Right, it's, right. It's, there there's a methodology to it when when you start to get into mixed martial arts and and mixed disciplines where a guy is a good grappler or wrestler, but this guy's a knockout artist and all this other stuff. You kind of take the science out of it. Right. Because sure. it's not even. It, like boxing is very, very even. Yes. Because of the restrictions on what you can and cannot right. do. And so, the training and all that. So that goes it, into it, it, yes. Endurance is huge. The fights yes. are longer. Uh, the purses used to be a lot more. So yeah. there was a lot more on the line, and but it was confined to. Just these components that are just a handful. Yeah. Once you get into MMA, mm-hmm. you have a litany of things. If, if a guy, if if a guy is good on his back but bad at stand up, you know, there's no way to really look R- at that and well, assess that and, guy's better than that guy. Right. And
2: boxing right. has been trying to grapple for relevancy ever since the UFC yeah. has come around. I mean, honestly, they've been struggling for quite a while I would say at least for the last decade if not more now I mean something you brought up previously as far as is this a death rattle is this something a sign of the end I mean gimmicky shit is nothing new to boxing I mean sure we like to give it this uh, holier than thou kind of Rocky Balboa image always Um, but um, this article that I read that was announcing the fight um, did bring up it was you know back in 76 um Ali fought uh, Japanese pro wrestler by the name of Antonio Inaki. yes uh George Foreman also um he did a lot of yeah yeah
1: Foreman did a lot of
2: them he did like a five fight night yeah. you know <laughs> he had that and then evander Holyfield um fought some really old dude I don't I don't know I mean they're they 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 have never been short on the gimmicks. And I don't really see this as any different from that, especially if they're trying to continue to stay relevant. You can't hurt it by trying to stay relevant with uh, you know, a big YouTube star.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's just another casualty of modern-day sports in the COVID era also where everything this year is a little bit anomalistic mm. because boxing – Half of what makes it awesome is the build up to it, the big crowds, the energy, the the reaction to the punches, and the oh, oh I throw in the towel right. Well,
0: the biggest problem boxing has had, fuck, for ten, hell, almost fifteen years now, is the heavyweight class. There's mm-hmm. nobody there. There's no, no one. There's no. There's no star heavyweights in boxing. To, to have a big fight, you yeah. know? I mean, the Klitschko's, they were shit. That was 15 years ago, you know I mean? And heavyweights was... are the
1: kings yes. in
0: boxing. Exactly. It's what the people... They're guaranteed main eventers.
1: Right. It's who people want to go see. Yes. You're just mm-hmm. not going to get a Tyson in his prime versus a Vander in his prime yeah. with, a, with a Don King. And the pageantry that used to be there just... I don't know if they can have that again.
0: Well, it's because they're all going to UFC. You know, it's all yeah. that's the that's the thing. Now. Because because what what typically happens uh, and it's an
1: ebb and flow thing. I just don't know if boxing's ever gonna come back the way that it was is if somebody has good striking power and uh, you know, long endurance and and just has fists of fury, they're immediately gonna say, Don't limit yourself. You know, um, immediately uh do some Muay Thai, do Judo, do do kickboxing. Yeah. Utilize more parts of your body. Yeah. And you know, I, I gotta say, I am kind of a uh, not a victim of the uh, of the moment, but I will watch people I don't know in a UFC fight. Well, before I will watch people I do know in a boxing match. Mm-hmm. Because there is something about knowing that that guy could lose consciousness in a multitude of ways
0: over boxing. So, I'll watch boxing anytime. I will, dude. I watch, yeah. I'll watch. watch lightweight, featherweight, middleweight. I, I don't give a fuck what the fight is. I'll watch it anytime. Anytime there's a boxing match on, I'm like, oh, a boxing match. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, because... You know, if you're a lightweight and you get knocked out, there's no different than if you're a fucking heavyweight and you get knocked out. There's no difference. I mean, the the guy that you're going up against is basically the same fucking size as you are. Yeah. You know, or bigger sometimes See, in a lightweight, you know.
2: I'd watch a lot more if they stop the fucking hugging. I mean, honestly, you know, there used to be a time uh, that that came in around, you know, round four, round five. They start to get tired. And they had to start resorting to that. Now it's a
1: go-to. It's like well, it's uh, it's been a go-to for a very long time. And I I'd like to assess it this way. And this might be a nice bookend on this. Is I didn't grow up watching Rocky. I grew up watching Bloodsport. Yeah, that's why I'm an MMA fan, and I'm part of the newer generation, whatever you want to call it, as far as uh, you know, fighting sports. And that's why I will prefer watching MMA over boxing because I remember watching Bloodsport, and I I didn't watch a Rocky movie until I was like 29, 30. <laughs> right, right, right. So so I Holy missed. Shit.
3: <laughs>
1: it, I, I remember going over to uh, friends' houses, you know, uh, for like summer parties and shit like that as a kid, and it would be on, and we would never pay attention to it. Yeah. But Bloodsport came on, everybody shut the fuck up and got in front of the TV. So I think it also kind of does tie into what you grew up with. Was, if boxing was on in the house, uh, just like anything else, you're going to be probably into it more. For me, watching a blind Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, <laughs> you know, win, do these crazy splits and all this shit that would never happen in a boxing movie,
0: no. it, well, I was naturally more inclined to go that way. When I was growing up, boxing was on tv on regular Mm -hmm. network television there were you didn't have to pay for a fight you didn't have to none of that i mean it was just it was just a televised fight you know god great fights man ali foreman Mm -hmm. dude i saw all of those dudes fighting just on abc Wide world of sports that's what it was called you know and uh it wasn't pay per view, it was just on T V. Yeah. You know? Go to channel three. And um, yeah, that's it.
2: I mean, <laughs> I remember, you know, boxing was definitely a big thing for me when I was a kid. Trust me, I was still on the side of blood sport. I, I fucking love that movie. But um I mean, in my house, Rocky was always on. Um, we always watched um any fight that if had to he do with dies, George. He dies. <laughs> no, you had George Foreman, you know, um, Van makes Holyfield. wonderful grills got me through my college yeah. years <laughs> sorry no, i mean we 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 as a family used to watch fights i remember that it was i mean during our time it was definitely when hbo started taking over um the fighting and honestly for me and i don't know if this is the rest of everyone else this might have been the death rattle for or close to it um for heavyweights was and Unfortunately, Tyson fucking killed it with all the lead up into this, the Evander Holyfield fight. And then he bites the ear. And then I feel like ever since then, it's just like, you know, no fight really held the same majesty after that. Now
1: I will say this kind of melding the two, the, the modern internet age and in boxing. I did love watching the backyard bare knuckle fights those once the internet came on and you could find
0: those where it was boxing rules but just no gloves i was like holy shit did you get back to the 30s what some of them fights from the 30s the 20s and 30s that's what they were doing that was straight up yeah bare Mm. knuckles beating the shit out of each other and you can see old films of that shit that's just fucking insane them dudes were crazy fucking crazy yeah and then
1: you would see some some of those people none of them had teeth (laughs) <laughs> teeth are overrated in yeah, fighting, that was, yeah, no, teeth <laughs> Unless you're planning on biting some ears. But um, well, I, we'll we'll follow this story, and if they if there is a, uh, a, a an official contract signing and release date, fuck it, I'll watch it just for nostalgia.
2: I mean, I do know that uh, Logan was talking some shit. Uh, apparently, he at one point said that uh, he'd easily be able to beat uh meriwether in a street fight like setting kind of thing
1: yeah and that's that's where that's where he's wrong
0: i'm oh, waiting yeah. for the katie perry and tyson
3: fight <laughs> 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 i want
1: to see well, that one well all that katie perry will need to do is, is take is, your top off and tyson will be stupid well no I, well that's one uh <laughs> but all that katie perry will need to do is just change her name to john or and, Katy perry God damn it!
2: <laughs>
1: trying to change this and transition <laughs> into a story here, guys.
2: <laughs> That's why I said Kenny.
1: <laughs> I didn't hear that part. Um, uh, all I heard was like zingers. I was like, "Shit!"
3: <laughs> I'm trying to get out of the box.
1: <laughs> but all that Katy Perry will need to do is come out and I ah uh, uh, fuck. Yeah, Anyone else want to take I, 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 this over? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, well, apparently, uh, you know... I'm moving, bad at transitioning. Moving on from physical fights, we move on to psychological fights where it one determines what sex they actually are. And uh, this week, uh, the big battle uh, ended up coming down to Ellen... P- I, I'm sorry. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, Get uh, out! Uh, yeah, oh, we're canceled, guys. We're calling <laughs> her Juno. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're calling him Tim. Juno. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to call them Paige. Yeah. Or Elliot, if you're nasty. Apparently. So the news that broke this week was former actress Juno. of
1: films such as Juno, uh, when that film was well, made, Uh, the actress known as Ellen Page way back then, way back then, not this week, not today, uh, has come out, I think on Monday, as now uh, Elliot Page. Uh, He's now a dude. And I'm trying to tiptoe around this because I don't know how many people I will offend if I don't say the appropriate words in the appropriate order because our world is
0: fucking Lululand. Basically, Juno's a dude without a dick.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I said
2: it. Is it still appropriate for me to get a hard on watching Juno, thinking about Ellen Page? I mean, you like those...
0: you like
1: dudes, I you guess. Like guys, <laughs> <laughs> you like guys with no dick. Back when
2: she, he was a she, okay.
1: Yeah. So, uh, fuck it. Ellen Page came out uh, as transgender and now identifies as a dude, and. Her new name, making her a him, is now Elliot Page, and apparently that's important nowadays.
0: And her and his her acting career is over.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, because nobody wants to hire straight white men. Yeah, who wants to who wants to hire a dude when you can get a cute little chick?
2: Oh, they're gonna make this into such a soapbox kind of thing that trust me. Uh, he isn't going anywhere. Well, speaking of he,
1: there is a hilarious tweet that I will read now from one at elusive Fred, who, uh, took a screen grab of an Ellen page quote. And she says, I don't know why people are so reluctant to say they are feminists. Could it be any more obvious that we still live in a patriarchal world when feminism is a bad word And his tweet on top of that is, this is now considered mansplaining. (laughs) (laughs) It's mansplaining. (laughs) And I just thought that was a beautiful, beautiful little thing. Because the one thing that I noticed this week when this news broke was that people, (laughs) regular normal people that identify as whatever, uh, I guess as they were born, but normal traditional folk uh did not know how to cover this story because when the news breaks, the best way to convey the information is to say, Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. But they didn't want to say Ellen because in nowadays clown world that's considered dead naming. Now,
2: now, explain that to me. You're the first person I've heard say deadnaming, and I, I don't even know what the fuck that is. You're
1: not that liberal,
2: buddy. Apparently.
1: Uh, so, deadnaming is when you use the previous name of someone post their transition. It's like Chastity Bono. Or Bruce Jenner. Yes. Or... Uh, Bradley Page. Bradley Manning. We're dead naming the fuck on this thing right now.
3: <laughs>
1: so if you use the prior name that one person formally identified as after they've notified you that they no longer identify that uh, as that, that is considered dead naming because that name is dead. That person is dead. That person never existed. Now they are dead. You should only uh, refer to said person as what they deem you call them. So like, we're jumping
2: into the Deadpool. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> like
1: Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Cassius yeah, Clay Cassius would be dead naming him. Died. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's and, what they're saying now. Yeah, like now that. they still sell shirts with Cassius Clay on it. Right. Uh, he never said, you know, if you say Cassius Clay was the greatest boxer and I'm a huge fan, he never told you, you dead naming me, bro. Like that's, a microaggression. I think I'm going to make an Ellen Page T-shirt <laughs> and
3: sell it <laughs> with
1: a cute little picture of Juno. I mean, I Heck didn't yeah. see Ellen Page in the obituary. I looked. I didn't either. So, no. but yeah, that's the term. Dead naming means using a former person who no longer exists. Ellen Page. Under the new modern liberal progressive woke rules, Ellen Page is dead. Does not exist under the new modern retarded rules.
0: Yes, she doesn't exist. No.
2: No. I mean, and you brought up before, Jim, you know, bringing this up as potential progress and... You know, me being the liberal here, I guess I should be the one touting it. You're not a liberal
0: anymore, dude.
2: (laughs) We've done too much work on it. I mean,
1: (laughs) mission accomplished. Where's the banner?
2: I still very much approve of people doing whatever makes them feel warm and fuzzy inside. I'm still very much supportive of if I call you something and it offends you and you tell me so then I will do everything in my power not to do so at a later date. However, this whole discussion about uh, tiptoeing around what a person is, what they aren't, um, it seems fucking stupid. (laughs) And, and, you know, a big reason, Jim, and, you, you know, you talked about this last night is very much we no longer really are getting to understand who people really are because they're too busy trying to adhere to new rules. We can't tell who the dicks are anymore, except for apparently the people on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're hiding amongst us. Uh, I mean, this to me is alarming to the degree that... We as a society are trying to program one another in the way that we act, react, and think.
1: Yeah. The, the biggest part about all this, and one of the key things that I honed in on uh, when I broached this topic with you uh, yesterday evening, was this whole idea. What I found fascinating, I don't give two fucks what Ellen wants to call herself if mm-hmm. it's Elliot now. That's fine. Uh, don't care. You're free to do whatever the fuck you want to do. And if your perception of yourself has changed, bravo. Don't care. Doesn't matter at all to yeah. me. Because I. why would your decision that doesn't affect me uh, make me give two fucks about it? Now, the interesting part is that these people that I've tried watching or, or mm-hmm. watched tried to convey this story, who are naturally tiptoeing around how to broach the topic, in itself shows how far we've already come culturally and as a society that we are sensitive to that. Now, is it because they accept all of this? No. It's only because they don't want to get in trouble. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it and is. And that is the whole issue. Because They're
2: saving their pocketbook. The, the fact that yeah. you
1: can get in trouble based on how you refer to someone is fricati. because you don't think the way that others are mandating that you think yes. in itself is the problem that is yes, which will naturally bring about uh, rejection of this idea and more, you know, mindless dead naming quote unquote, just to prove a point that fuck this way of thinking, because what, what you're asking and, and this is my main point is like you said, you're totally supportive of if somebody wants to make that change and uh, refer to themselves as a, a different gender. I don't give two flying fucks. I think it's all fucking bozo the clown world. <laughs> and I don't think you're going to be any better off for going that route. And if, you know, it, but if that makes you more comfortable, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, I just think that you probably have more deep seated mental issues that you're not dealing with. And now. You're going this route to get attention, while also mandating that other people must abide by what you now have decreed, and not which only, is just fucking bizarre. And not
0: only that, you're point fucking oh oh two percent of the fucking population. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, don't put your shit on me. You yeah, know, look, this this is my thing with the whole uh, with every any anything that that the majority of people don't. uh agree with or see or whatever uh th- my problem this is my biggest problem with the and i'm gonna say it lgbtq whatever the fuck you want to call yourself the my biggest problem with that group of people and and i've got no problem with them as a people at all i mean i've got gay friends i've got gay family members i've i don't yeah, me care too. i don't me care too. who you i don't care who you want to be with i mm-hmm. don't give a fuck. I don't care who it is. Just don't push that shit in my face and make me feel bad because I don't see things your way. Yeah. Don't try to make me fucking out to be the bad guy because I'm sorry I didn't know you were gay. Or, or I'm sorry I didn't know you used to be a man and now you're a woman. Don't make me feel bad about that shit because... Uh, it's not my problem. I, I didn't. I didn't do that. Don't put and don't push all of your. It is it the most amazing thing to me about the whole gay rights thing to me is really uh, this is incredible to me is how small of a percent of society they are and how big of a fucking influence they have. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, yeah. it, when you it, it, when you look at they're almost like the one percent. They're they it's almost the same fucking thing. They're like the you know, the people that control the fucking country with all their money and shit. The gay rights communities the same way. There's they're a small group of people that, that force everyone that, else to bend over backwards exactly, to, to, to bend not to their fucking world correct, correct. Of what the, of what they want to see. And and and, and it's it's that's just not american that's just not the way it's supposed to be
1: and and the main point that uh that i want to make is if if that's your decision more power to you but what you're what when you then expect others to change how they act based on your decision that's where the problem lies. Resentment. That's sure. what that
0: that that makes resentment. Well, because here's the whole here's the whole thing that everything
1: we're saying right now is controversial, which is bonkers. This Stupid. should not yes. be this should not be controversial at all. The interesting thing to me is if I were to uh prescribe that I'm now a female. Just did it right here on the spot. Guys, my name's Jamie no longer Jim and I'm she her. Geraldine,
3: <laughs> what I'm what I'm doing immediately,
1: what I'm doing immediately, if if I if I expect you guys to respect that of me, I'm asking something from you. Right. My decision now is no longer my decision. I'm now in a, a in a social contract with you two and I'm now demanding that y'all act differently and change something about yourselves right. because of my decision. Right. And that's where my problem lies. And
0: that's and that is the problem. That's the whole
1: problem See, with the whole
2: thing. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, on a personal level dealing with a friend, that's mm-hmm. that's a totally different thing. And I do want to I want to make one point. Um on a psychological level, I am happy that we've come to this place. On a psychological level, if this stops people from uh you know getting into a, a shame spiral that leads them one day into killing 10 to 20 people awesome we are leading our society away from shameful thought patterns but when this is something that we're not just requesting of the people in our social network but we are requesting of everyone whether you know familiar with you or not and that we immediately have to censor ourselves based on the fact that someone in our vicinity might be offended fuck off i mean you're wearing ironically jim a shirt that says thought criminal yeah and these things are the very springboards Into fascism. When you are calling people out for things that they do, canceling them, making sure that they don't have a job on Monday because of something fucked up they said last Thursday, that is wrong. We are deciding for everyone else what is right and what's wrong, regardless of what they might think about the whole thing. Yeah, but see,
0: you're talking about shaming. Look, you bring that up. I mean, look. I'm pretty sure as a fucking society, we're beyond uh shaming people because they're gay mm-hmm. or shaming people because they want to do something different. It people don't give a fuck. No. People don't care no. anymore. People like uh, you live your life. Do what the fuck you want to do with your life. Just don't impede others lives by a change that you made and that's where that's when you say shaming that's a good word that's a good word because when i was growing up when i was a kid it was shameful to be gay it was like it was in the closet you you hid that shit. I know. I had family members that did it. That were and and it was hard on them. It was very hard. I had on a them. family member commit and, suicide. Yes. Yeah. And, who was gay. And and and, and it was like and it's, months before I was born because because they couldn't take the. the it was not acceptable. Exactly. It no. was not. And acceptable. And my grandparents died, not acknowledging that that was the actual right. truth. And so now, obviously, we've came a long way from that. Yeah. And sure. Now. You can be openly gay. You can be you can do whatever you want to now. You yeah. can Yeah, I mean whatever you want to, just don't try to bend the will of other people to make them think like you do. That's all it is. It's just like religion, it's just like fucking politics. It's all of this all everything wraps up together. Don't fuck don't bring your god shit on me. Don't bring your fucking political shit on me i don't i i'm not gonna i am i'm not buying that brand you yeah, know yeah um same way don't sh- try to make me feel bad because you want to be a man and you're a woman and i gotta feel bad now because oh i forgot i'm sorry i called you you know by your female name when oh shit you're a man now i'm sorry i i fucked up that that's the way it should be. That's the way it should, I should say. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I fucked up. I fucked up your name. I've known you as this for fucking thirty years, but now I have to call you something else. Yeah, uh, I get that. Uh, uh, you know, and it's cool. I'm good with that. But don't make me feel like a like I'm a fucking just a damn a criminal scourge sure. of the earth. You know, for fucking up for for, for for making that mistake. You we're a,
1: we're a very accepting society. Believe it or not believe you know all of our differences and all of our friction uh, that we have we are a very widely accepting society yeah much more now, than we used to be much more. And, and most everybody will agree you have the right to be whoever the fuck you want to be but you don't have the right to not be offended
0: right mm-hmm.
1: exactly and that's the big thing. And, and my whole my whole point that I wanted to try to bring up out of this is that I don't give two fucks about Ellen or Elliot or whatever the fuck that, that one individual did. But it was a good time to bring up this conversation uh, just to say that you have to understand when you make that decision, you are now making a social contract with everyone else to then do something. Right. And that's where I have a problem with it. Now, I personally wouldn't just be an asshole and continue to call her Ellen because I'm in protest of her decision. I don't give two fucks about her decision. Sure. But to me, it's still a chick that just thinks that she's a dude. Now, I know that that's not socially acceptable because everybody wants to bend over backwards to not offend somebody because they make a decision. If you want to have an honest, actual, uh, legit conversation about it, The conversation around, you know, transgender community having the highest percentage of suicides out of any fucking group in America because of mental disorders plays into, at some level, this desire to change who you think you are is in itself a mental disorder. Right. Now, I don't think you should be shamed because you have a mental disorder. I think that you should receive care. But because you decide that you want to be known as something other than what everybody else has previously known you as,
2: that's on you, not on me. Well, and you know, Jim, you know my history. Mm-hmm. You know that I've been to the hospital probably more than one should admit, uh for a psychological disorder. Sure. And I'm you know the the problem here is not a psychological identity. I mean, if if that is what you're aiming at and that's what you're choosing to um, change in your life, awesome. If it's something that boils down to the individual and the individual cares about how they live their life, then that is the key aspect. But as long as you're looking for validation... You're looking at the wrong place. And I brought this up before, you know, um, the bastardization of language that we live with these days. Um, people use the term triggering all the time and they're using it fucking wrong because they go, you are triggering me. Yeah.
1: Which is putting the onus on the, the, not the individual, but the, the other person.
2: Yeah. A person cannot trigger you. You make the decision to be triggered. Now, with psychological disorders, sure, you may have a list of things that trigger you. However, it is your responsibility as an individual to recognize those things and either not allow yourself to be triggered by them or get the fuck out of the way when you realize that you might be involved in a triggering situation. Yeah, that's it is not self-control. A, yeah, it is not the onus of the individuals around you to make sure that you are not triggered. That is not learning to live with your situation, learning to live with your psychological disorder. I'm bipolar. And I you know the the biggest part of You know, figuring out what to do with my situation came down to me. I remember in the early days of treatment how I used to make social contracts with everyone in my family and try to get them to change the way that they talk to me. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that is a part of it. There certainly is this period of time where you have to make um, these boundaries with everyone in your life. But there's a point in which those boundaries no longer hold you from, you know, falling down into one of your episodes. At some point, you've got to figure out what it is in you that gets you to that place. It is up to you to figure out how to treat yourself. And. Uh, 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 making it everyone else's responsibility is making sure that we don't actually pay attention to what the actual problem is. When you come home every day, when you go to bed at night, when you wake up in the morning, the person you are stuck with is you. So as long as you're trying to finagle the way that people react to you, then you're not dealing with the actual problem and that is how you feel about you
0: you're triggering me man no bravo bravo <laughs> yeah no look yeah yeah you're at you're, you're in, in, absolutely in all right. honesty
2: yeah
1: yeah fucking bravo because yeah. i i know that this can be a sensitive topic especially for anyone that's been going through mm. any uh any uh, mental issues and eventually i think almost everybody goes through something what to what degree that's up to the individual, but to have a position after going through uh, uh, you know uh, many troubling times to still come out of it with it it comes back to the self it yeah. comes back to me and my responsibility to myself is so freeing to a degree because you're no longer reliant on other people for. How you look uh, to validate yourself? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody cares that what other people think about them. I, I would be a liar if I said that don't uh, no, just don't care. Yeah. But th- what I'm saying is, is get a little older. When Ooh. when when you talk, Doug, when you were talking about you know how the such a small percentage of people have p- the world bending over backwards not right. to offend them. Right. That's where it becomes problematic. Yes. And that's where it becomes an issue where policies start getting changed, laws start getting changed, hate crimes, hate yes. speech, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. wrong think. Eventually when you when you carry it down the logical the road of logical conclusions, it always ends up coming down to more oversight, more control, more group think, more uh, less individualism and more, you know. Social policies that are all trying to force everyone into thinking the same. And to me, that is the most, uh, that's bastardizing why we're on this planet. Yeah. We are not here so that we can all force
0: each other to think like each yeah, other. No, everybody's not supposed to be alike. Fuck that's no. The- that's the that's the whole fucking point.
1: Yeah, well, there's three people in this room, three people on this podcast, and all of us are very different. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And none of us are equal. <laughs> right. I'm better at some things than the two of you are, and the two of you are better at a lot more things than I am. You're better, Arona. If uh, if we if we had a competition on uh, who's the better writer, you would fucking win that hands down. Doug, if if we had a competition, who could write the best uh, guitar solo? You would run away with it without me even knowing how to pick up a fucking pick. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I would be better at, but we all have things that we are better than others at because we're not all equal. We're not all the same. We're not all monoliths that uh, everything happens to us equally and our reactions are the same and our life experiences are the same. We're all individuals. Right. And that is the point. You're free to do whatever the fuck you want to do as an event, as an individual, and so the fuck am
0: I. Dude, uh, uh, getting back to a trigger. Yeah. My only trigger is stupidity.
2: <laughs> only, if
0: somebody's being fucking stupid, I'm going to call them out on it. I mm-hmm. am that's fucking stupid you oh, know we're I mean, still
2: friends i'm 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 feeling touched right i mean now. <laughs> uh, you, Doug. Uh, what's that <laughs> i'm not stupid enough for you to do di- you know for me to piss you off continuously yeah, that's no, awesome no
0: but that you know i mean just stupid shit man when yeah. people do stupid shit when people i mean uh, hell it can be in traffic same shit yeah somebody cuts me off you st- <laughs> dumb motherfucker that's a trigger because <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah. he's a stupid motherfucker like, not,
2: not to cheapen what we've been talking about, though. Um, one thing I'm really excited for is to hear a man voice. Oh, <laughs> or his man voice. Well, he'll probably sound just like he did when she,
0: when he oh. was a she. See how
1: fucking retarded this whole thing yeah. is.
0: I know. Look at Bruce Jenner. He sounds the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 shame. Yeah. 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 He's just a he's just a twenties mobster. Uh, yeah, he's a dude. He was a bad yeah. motherfucker when I was a kid, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. and now Wiggy's she's box. a real big fucking pussy. Yeah. oh shit, I broke oh. a nail. Oh, I ain't got a pussy yet. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> I still got the dick.
2: No, I think she she's actually fucking hilarious. Just uh, especially if you watch uh um the camp it, the camp yeah the whole thing with Bert Kreischer. Which uh, audience if you have not checked that out? It is. Funny as hell. It's worth uh, worth a look. A handful yeah. of episodes are pretty damn good. Some yeah. of them are a little uh, doldrum, but yeah, no, I agree. They're still fun.
1: But uh, my my the only reason why trust me, like the 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 whole reason why this podcast exists is to have three different people talk about random shit that we come across in ways that we find interesting, and it. Uh, hopefully we'll agree but if we don't who gives a fuck we're three individuals but different three- people
2: apparently have been indoctrinated according to doug over here <laughs> and so- <laughs> maybe piss a few
0: people off along the way yeah definitely yeah and yeah.
2: if we piss
1: you off then that shows more about you than it really does about us because yeah. uh your reaction to us isn't my fault it's that's your fault yeah. yeah yeah you're your trigger exactly mm-hmm. so yeah congrats bro uh
2: <laughs> Way to go, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wah-fucking-who.
1: Like, this shouldn't even be a fucking story.
2: Couldn't he have gone with a less douchey name, though,
1: than Elliot? Well, women aren't normally very good at those kind of things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, see? Yeah. See, I, ju- I, just,
1: I just think it's... And he I, did say douchey name. Yeah? Yeah. Well, those, I don't know. Those days are over. I don't know. It, it's... Uh, It's going to be very interesting to see how history looks back upon us.
2: I don't know. One might still benefit from a summer's eve, you know. Well, you know. Even when they identify elsewhere.
1: I don't think I like anything that's being said right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All I know is uh, throughout this great social awakening that America is going through uh, and has been going through for the majority of my lifetime, it'll be very interesting to see how history reflects back upon this time in uh, human history. Because, you know, as we all know, I mean, history's written by the winners. And there was a small win this week uh, in the Senate, or actually in the House. In the House, I I apologize. Uh, House resolution. I wouldn't call it a small win. Well, I I think and well we'll get we'll get into it. The House yeah. Resolution uh, 3884, uh the Moore Act passed the House. And if you don't know what the fuck that is, well we will gladly educate you on what it is. Oh yes. Do you like the pot?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, if I got to give you credit on anything, Doug, it's that you've been very consistent on saying, you know, vote in the people that will pass weed legalization that's it Mm -hmm. and i think that at this point in time the majority of the american public is on board and has been patiently waiting on this the the american public is ready for
0: it we've been ready for 10 years
1: yeah we just can't get the the (laughs) the belt the beltway up in dc to get on fucking board that's because they're not people so i i there was a bill that was uh submitted last year in 2019 back when things were oh so normal yeah uh, god it was that was only a year ago yeah wow yeah all right so uh this this more act of 2019 this is what is in the bill i'm going to i'm going to read it this might be a little boring and a little long but i think it's important to cover so this bill it decriminalizes marijuana on a federal level it removes it from a schedule one drug entirely. Specifically, it removes marijuana from the list of scheduled substances under the Controlled Substance Act and eliminates criminal penalties for an individual who manufactures, distributes, or possesses marijuana. Hoo-ah! Yes. Fuck yes. Now, if it just stopped there, I would be doing backflips of unknown, (laughs) untold numbers. (laughs) Of course there's hidden shit. Because because the American government's never going to let you get away with anything for free. No. This bill also makes other changes, including the following. And there's a handful uh, of bullet points here. Real quick,
2: before you get into that, let's uh, run down what more stands for. That would be the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act.
1: And that's when you know that there's some fuckery afoot and we will get into those. So these bullet points, uh, the bill also makes other changes, including the following. It replaces statutory references to marijuana and marijuana with cannabis. That doesn't matter. Requires the Bureau of Labor Statistics to regularly regularly publish demographic data on cannabis business owners and employees. Establishes a trust fund to support various programs and services for individuals and businesses in communities impacted by the war on drugs. Again, the government breaks your leg and offers you a crutch and claims that it's saving your life. I'll go into what all that means in a minute, but go ahead. The next one is, is it imposes a 5% tax on cannabis products and requires revenues to be deposited into the trust fund. So again, a little bit more government power being meddling in there, but we'll get to that in a minute. And it also makes small business administration loans and services available to entities that are cannabis-related legitimate businesses or service providers. That one I think is awesome. Um, Another one. It prohibits the denial of federal public benefits to a person on the basis of certain cannabis-related conduct or convictions. One more is it prohibits the denial of benefits and protections under immigration laws on the basis of a cannabis related event, ergo conduct or a conviction. It also establishes a process to expunge convictions and conduct sen- and, and conduct sentencing review hearings related to federal cannabis offenses and directs the government accountability office to study the societal impact of cannabis legalization. That's a mouthful. I know that a lot of that was probably over a lot of people's heads. We
0: will try to go through it now. The second thing, the first and second things that you said on there, um, I think a, a lot of people would really need clarification on that. Okay. Basically what they're trying to do, you're talking about the demographic data on cannabis business owners and employees. No, no, I'm talking about the, uh, to the neighborhoods that are affected by, yeah. Establishes a trust
1: fund. Okay. Okay. For the
0: communities. Okay. This is basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to legalize weed in a way that corporations don't take it over. Um, Like, like, like Marlboro and play and things like that. And what they're trying to do is legalize it in a way to where you can have a mom and pop weed store. You could, they can sell weed in a mom and pop shop without worrying about fucking Autria coming in there and fucking taking all their weed and selling it under the Marlboro name. So, what that what, I, I know the way you the wording in it's kind of fucked up but basically what they're what they're Some trying to do It's purpose that way. Yes, yes, they it, do it, it they do it on it purpose. to make it confusing. Yes. Yes. But basically is intentional. What they're trying to do is they're trying to make it so when it when it finally does become legal regular people like you and me can go and get a license and sell it and open a legal store and sell it and suppliers um have to be now that there's going to be government regulation and shit like that but suppliers they're trying to make it so that they don't put the growers out of business too you know because you got you know you, you, you basically you've got like maybe four food Companies in the United States that supply all the food to everybody—that's it, basically. You know the Conagra, fucking, you know, companies and shit. They—they're trying to keep that from happening with weed, and it's a—it's a very good thing if people and people really need to dive into this and make sure that they're doing what they say they're going to do. You know, because if they make it legal and they make it so me and Jim and Arona can go buy three acres of land and start growing weed and supplying the weed stores around here, that's yeah. the way it's got to be done. It's got to be done so regular people can do it and mm-hmm. and make money from it and fucking reinvest in it. And where they do the trust fund thing for the neighborhoods, I kind of agree with that too, a, a little. Uh, well, I do agree with it. Because- Why are they
2: trying to do reparations though for something they haven't completely ended yet. Well, this is this is the thing. <laughs> this is
0: the thing about weed and this is absolutely true. I've I'm going to let you run through this. I've witnessed I'll be, this. I'll be right back. I've I've actually witnessed this. I've seen I have seen uh black black guys get busted mm. for the same amount of weed that white guys got busted with and the black people wind up in jail. Yeah. And they can't get out of jail. And the white guys fucking just get a fine or or barely yeah, or even or have to probation go to court. Maybe. Yeah, probation, something yeah. like that, you know. And and for them to say that they're reinvesting in the communities, you know, it's the black community. That's basically sure. what they're saying. There. And they should. They should do that.
2: Oh, I'm 100% but, uh, in support of that. Yes. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> what I was uh, focusing on was the irony of the fact that they're trying to um, band aid something that we're still experiencing the effects of. Uh, the war on drugs has not ended.
0: Well, they're, yeah, uh, they're trying to band aid something that they caused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. basically
2: uh, sounds a lot like ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's yeah, you know, when once once the government gets his hands on anything, you know, it's
2: it's gonna turn to shit.
0: Yeah, it's fucked.
2: Well, and I mean, people forget, you know, the reason. By and large, why marijuana ever even became uh, the Schedule One nightmare that it became was because the ATF fuckers were afraid to lose their jobs
0: and the pharmaceutical companies. Sure, the pharmaceutical companies look—they that's the this is the thing that made pot illegal to begin with. A lot of people don't even realize this is leave th- two companies. Two is all it took. Levi Strauss. And DuPont. Mm. Mm-hmm. In the 1930s, a lot of people don't know about this, when the Marijuana Prohibition Act of whatever the fuck year it was, when that happened, DuPont invented nylon and Levi Strauss invented denim. And they were tr- they were lobbying like a motherfucker to get weed made illegal, hemp, to... to just destroy the hemp industry is basically what they did. And 1937. 1937, okay. And it was because they had invented denim and they had invented nylon. And, of course, all rope, everybody knows a hemp rope is way stronger than a nylon rope. And mm-hmm. everybody knows that hemp jeans last fucking 30 years longer than a regular pair of jeans. So, uh, that, that's why when you see in the cowboy, if you if you were to really order a pair of cowboy jeans from the 1800s they would be made out of hemp that's the that's the fabric that they would be made out of yeah. and that pair of jeans you could be drug through the prairie on a fucking buffalo by, <laughs> by a fucking buffalo yet tied to your fucking foot you know like you see in the movies <laughs> and you'll you, still have your pants and your on Pants it will still be fuck it you won't have a hole in your pants
1: well if there's anything i learned from the movie dazed and confused which yes is an educational film is uh <laughs> george washington fucking grew hemp man yes and the Constitution was written on hemp paper, man. Yes. That's
2: why it should not be illegal. And Martha Washington was a hip, hip lady. She always had a bowl ready for him when he got home. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> well, and see that, well, and why Why it became illegal is all corruption. It's all, it's the It's the corruption that goes, uh, it, that, that is so deep in the government now that it's part of the government. Yeah. Um. You, you. And you're not going to get rid of it. Nobody's ever going to get rid of it. Uh, you know, the voters are, uh, they, obviously they don't care about it uh, because if they did, they would vote people in that, that would do something about it and they just
1: don't now, do that. Now, the, the, the thing with this is, yes, it sounds on its face like it should be an immediate slam dunk woohoo. Now, obviously there's still four or five more processes that it has to pass, before it goes into law, and it probably won't get there. No. Now, like I said, right off the top, with the main headline saying, this bill decriminalizes marijuana, that's enough to be like, well, then fuck yeah, everyone should be 100% for it. Anybody that speaks out against it obviously must just want weed to be illegal. Right. And that's not the case. Now, it's it's to to play devil's advocate, I will read two tweets from two... Non-traditional Republicans right, right. Uh, that make a, a case that there are still problems with this. Mm. Now, you could say the first problem is the fact that the federal government ever made weed illegal. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that when, when the federal government becomes involved in people's personal decisions that don't affect anybody else and aren't even negative to themselves that in, that is the greatest problem and then when the government is what is relied upon on fixing that there's still going to be remnants of a problem right. they, they, it's not the government is incapable of providing a perfect solution because the perfect solution would be removing government entirely oh yes
0: and, and like i said that's corruption it's
1: all corruption so to to go to a couple of people that uh, that i like to see their take on shit like this to kind of gauge where the the truth is in the room and not just rhetoric uh i will start we'll with guess,
2: uh, mitch mcconnell <laughs> <laughs> no
3: <laughs>
1: just a bit outside i will start with uh representative thomas massey oh nice he says in a tweet uh from december 4th the marijuana bill imposes new taxes creates new federal crimes creates new offices and programs at existing federal agencies, and in general gives federal government executive branch bureaucrats almost unlimited power to issue whatever regulations and rules they so choose. Now, he he got a little bit of shit on that, but uh, he, he follows it up because there is a character limit. And he says that Speaker Pelosi should have called the so-called marijuana legalization bill, quote, the terms of your surrender. Because it. his problem with it is it still gives the federal government too much control in the situation known as marijuana. And if you want a full and free marijuana experience, the federal government shouldn't be involved. And anyway, is basically kind of what his take is.
0: Well, why don't the Republicans fucking make it free and legal? Why do uh, what the fuck? That's a, Look, I will that get it. Is, that is
1: uh, well, and and here's Go another ahead. one from Justin Amash. Go ahead. He tweets: uh, Speaker Pelosi refuses to allow votes on amendments mm-hmm. to the House's cannabis bill, including my amendment to strike new federal. Taxes slash regulation that harm the goal of leaving the cannabis policy to the states. Legislating is about ideas, deliberation, and compromise. Let us legislate. Basically saying allow us to to not leave this in the form that it currently is. Let's make it better
0: while it's while we still have it. Okay, look. We'll this is this is what I hear with that. Mm that what they want to do is they want to make a federal tax on weed that is going to happen if sure. they legalize weed there's going to be a federal tax on weed yeah. just like there's federal tax on cigarettes just like there's federal tax on gas there's there's going to be a federal tax well, so and it's a, it's a 5% it's, it's an a,
2: automatic luxury tax
0: it's a 5% tax it says it right in the yeah. fucking bill a 5% federal tax yeah i got no problem with that Me neither. i got no None. problem with that at None. all and 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 if there look there this don't is, get hung up by the taxes no it's okay, the no, regulation I'm not hung up by the taxes i'm i'm, I'm fixing it, it, to get into it's the regulation this, more than the taxes. N- yes okay but this is this is my this is what i'm saying sure no this is the corrupt it gets back to the corruption look no bill to legalize weed is gonna be perfect. There, it's not gonna happen because there's too many people that have too much to lose from weed being legal. So they're jangling and they're they're in there wrangling their fucking deals and trying to, you know, it's gonna. There's gonna be shit that's gonna that nobody's gonna like. I mean. But the things that have to be there are the things that I'm talking about. Yeah. If I I don't give a shit about the five percent tax, which I'm not talking about the tax. The regulation, the regul this is the thing about the regulation right now that's so fucked up. Um if you are in a legal state, Colorado, California, wherever these guys that have legal businesses selling weed. I don't know if anybody has seen these the way that they have to do their fucking business, but it is off the chain in finances. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is all cash. Yeah. They at the end of the day, they have armed fucking guards come and get of their course. cash. Yeah. And take their cash. Not to a bank. They can't take it. No, to a bank. No, because
1: federally federally because accredited uh, uh, financial institutions can't, can't take, take it money because, because it's drug money. Because government, it's
0: illicit money. Exactly. So the regulation ha- it's gonna have to be there because it's gonna it's gonna the regulation where the regulation comes in is banking. That's what they're talking about. That's what they're talking about when they talk about regulation. I
1: think they're talking more about the trust fund and the fact the government still wants to uh, effectually, uh, you know, in effect, still be in the w- deciding where the money goes that comes out of all this weed well, stuff. Well, the 5%. Well, so they're, they're, because, it's going to go wherever it's gonna money sound, it. It's going to sound great. Have this trust fund that reinvests back into uh, minority communities. Communities Anytime you hear government talking about them doing something good for a group of people that they fucked over, you know that that, it's like they're they're going to abuse that to a degree where it, it bastardizes the initial intent behind this actual bill. And that's the fight that I believe that they are fighting. When they are saying, when Thomas Massey comes out and says, she should have just called it, these are the terms of your surrender. If you want weed, you're still going to have to let us control where the money goes. Right, right. And we're going to say it's about good, but all we're going to do is we're, we're going to siphon that shit away from them. See, and, and and if you actually are a true proponent of, yeah, the, the, the uh, war on drugs has harmed these communities, get government the fuck out of managing the money that is supposed to go to them. That is the argument that they're making, and that is the one that I agree upon. And a time to argue about it is now when it's being when it when it hasn't been passed into law.
2: see, and I would agree with his assertion that it should have been allowed to have amendments placed on it. However, um, I do not agree where um he thinks there's a fault within leaving it up to the states. The states, i think I think this should be handled exactly like the prohibition of alcohol was where it's like okay um we're gonna make this not a federal statute anymore now states go crazy figure out what your thoughts on it are figure out what you want happening in your own backyard as a result of this
1: yeah let the people on a more local level decide what they want uh and they're in their own communities, and I, that's why I'd, it's
0: decriminalizing, not making it legal.
1: And that's why that's we've always we've always we've always said this: yes, that any bill should be uh, able to fit on one sheet of paper. Yes, and yeah. and it you you should almost be able to just vote on one sentence at a time. Right, yeah. saying uh, decriminalize marijuana, yes, because if it was just that, it would pass wildly. Now I have here with me the vote tally, so. Democrats uh, voted two hundred and seventeen to six, yay, over nay. Republicans voted five to one hundred and fifty-eight, yay versus nay. Independent, excuse me, Independence, I believe that's Amash, uh, or maybe not. I could be uh, incorrect there. Anyway, it was it was one nay, no nay, because there's only one. Uh, so the totals were. 223 to 164, and the bill passed the House. Now, you did have 44 people not voting, but that's not enough to overturn that vote regardless. So it will pass the House. It now will go to the Senate, where it will likely be stricken down because of the inherent idea that old gray hairs like Mitch McConnell has that marijuana is still a drug. Unless
0: Ossoff and... Warn off win. Warnock. 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 Whatever the fuck. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, and that's a possibility. But the the thing is with what Pelosi's doing here, she she is ensuring that the that it is a DOA type situation once it does reach the Senate. As soon as she requests that there be no amendments placed on it, it basically says, Hey, We want you to sign a Democrat bill that's completely Democrat.
0: I think every way that they're playing this is fucking brilliant on the part of the Democrats. Because the only way this gets fucking done is if the Democrats win Georgia. That's the only way. Well, we don't know when it's up to vote in the Senate.
2: But they're making the supporters some They play. can hold
1: it. They can hold it until. So this is this is something that was written in a private uh, chat room that I'm in um, that I will not say what it is. But uh, a guy, where I first saw that this was passed, a, a guy responded, even if the Senate votes yes, they won't pass it without amending it somehow, which will send it back to the House. Yes. And all shit, the legislative year is over.
0: Too bad, so sad. Better luck at the end of next year. this that's why I'm saying, look, that's why I'm saying, if they hold it, if they hold it until the next Senate takes office, and then they give it to the next Senate, yes, that'll happen. They'll kick it back to the House, but it'll be in session.
2: But here's the thing. If you still have a President Trump, President Trump will sign that. But Biden has shared his views where he doesn't think legalization should happen but
0: that's what i'm saying that they're they're not going to do that they're not going to send it to trump they're not going to do that look
2: well they have to sign well no i think what Arona's is
0: saying
1: is okay biden is president next year when this gets back he's already come out while being the democrat nominee for president saying weed should remain
0: illegal Mm -hmm. but that's what i'm saying if it passes in the house Biden, Biden don't even come into this until it makes it to his fucking desk. And if it makes it to his desk and he vetoes it, he's done. He's done with everything else that he can do on the on the side of the Democrat, even on the Democrat side. They'll be like, fuck this guy. If he's not going to back us on this, that fucking 80 percent of the country is for, you know, it'll be that they will. They will turn their fucking back on him.
1: And I think that that's just one of the
0: things, His like RV. I said last week
1: on last episode, on why I think the left is about to get super fucking red pilled on how fucking ridiculous the president yeah. is. Yeah. Especially Biden. Because Biden is not, he is not the knight in shining armor that no. I think that the left thinks that he Fuck is. Fuck no. Fuck no. He's, he, 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 he he's is, a
0: criminal just like Trump. I mean, look. Well, we can just go and say it.
1: Every president for the rest of our lives is going to be a criminal. Yes, all of them. Not worried about the criminal aspect. We already know that. We've covered that every episode. Yeah, right. the, the point is, is that the rhetoric that got you to vote for somebody does not necessarily have anything to do with what you're going to with get out of that individual. Sure. Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: And and it's more than rhetoric with Biden because you have 47 years of history with the guy Uh, bullshit on top of his most recent statements about weed yes there's nothing about a president biden that tells me that we will be legalized nothing so regardless of what happens and i hate to totally put water on this hot fire of you know this bill being passed in the house i think that i agree with you arona that you honestly would get a better chance of weed getting legalized with a President Trump than you would with a President Biden. No, I, agree. Trump well, I would, agree with that. Trump yes. would legalize it just to say fuck you to the historical uh, establishment that is is what we are uh, supposed to expect out of our government. If if there's a good thing, there's a good and bad and all things, but if there's a good thing out of Trump's wavering policies is that if this was a fuck you vote he would do it and it is a fuck you vote it's a fuck you yeah. to the history of the war on drugs which biden has written laws uh in favor of and kamala has enforced to a degree that is criminal on oh, its yeah. face and so i think that this is going to be yet another time where five years ten years from now we will look back and go Oh, I think we probably overshot our wad on how bad Trump was, especially when you have the left all riled up and you get a Biden in there that's far fucking worse.
2: Well, every president we get is a ah youth kind of moment. I mean, pretty much because I remember back in the day when I thought, you know, G.W., was the worst fucking thing we could possibly ever imagine. It was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> oh, no, it, it was terrible. But I mean, but then again,
1: pick any president in our lifetime, and I'd say, yeah, it was pretty fucking bad. The hate is for a free. Well, you
2: you you know the meme that came out like right after Trump got voted, where it's like, you miss me yet? Yeah, you miss me yet. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So uh, a short victory with no teeth on it marijuana legalization passed the house i don't know if i can ever. I, I don't know if that's ever happened in my lifetime i'm I, in fact i'm i know that it never has no. so so it's a small victory it's at least a, a conversation that when it is reapproached, should not receive such harsh backlash well, next four time states that it's,
0: legalized this this last correct round. correct you know, yeah. so, and I mean, so now
1: the u.s house past it there's these
0: 38 are, states these are all
1: steps in the right direction yeah. i'm not gonna shit on that yes. I, I i think that this is a big enough moment that needs its own time on the podcast right. to say this is a good thing yes no it is as it far is. as the the conversation of weed legalization on a federal level getting closer to being reality this is that and for that i will applaud them and i i i hope that when this thing gets kicked around it can get refined and become a little bit better of a you know bill that actually stands behind what what i think we all really want to see and the
0: only chance of weed being legalized is if georgia goes democrat yeah that's the only chance weed has of being legal now cuz you- there's no no republican look the republicans there and this is what's so weird to me about it um republicans they're always Everything that they espouse—states' rights and freedom and fucking uh, all the shit—that they just always talk. They shit all over it when it comes to shit like this. Yet yeah, they just shit all over it. If marijuana was legal, it's already that. This is a fact. It's already the biggest cash crop in the United States. Mm-hmm. It has been for fucking fifty years. As far as a cash crop, yeah. it is number one. Yeah. It has been for fifty years. The money is just I don't won- know if you know this, America, but it's uh, it makes a lot of money. Well, see, yeah. uh, might- and 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 if you if you get the f- shit out of the way, mm-hmm. make it legal, so whoever wants to smoke it can smoke it. I'll take some, please. Whoever wants to sell it can sell it. I would love to sell you some. Hey, look, it's a win-win. For the fucking country that has no more manufacturing jobs, no more fucking middle class to speak of. I mean, hey, it's a fucking win-win.
2: And see, as far as Republican voters, not many of them really do have compunctions about it being legal. I know, that's it. And Well, and, you know, my dad, of all people, has been red since the day I've been born. I mean, <laughs> for, for all intents and purposes, you know, Arizona... Um, was one of the states that just uh, you know made it legal yeah. with the help and of your dad's vote, yeah. with <laughs> the help of my dad, with the vote. help exactly. of Republicans. And yeah. basically, he said, "He's like, hey, if y'all are gonna be smoking it, I might as well be making some tax money off you, motherfuckers." Yeah, exactly. And see, and,
0: and that's <laughs> what I don't get about the Republicans in D.C. They don't see it. They don't see it like that. They see it as, "Oh, it's a gateway drug."
2: No, they <clears> see it as a cow to Democrats. Is exactly what they see it as. We live in the st- in the current times where compromise is taboo, and allowing the other party a win is a complete total loss. Well, the it's,
0: Republicans could have had a win. It's the whole time. It's, it's partisan politics,
1: which w- still exists. You know, it, it, you can go back to listening to uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's response to. You know, oh, now they're they're getting ready to pass another stimulus bill. And they asked, you know, why why now and not, you know, months ago when all this was floating from your desk to Mitch's desk and back and forth. And she was like, oh, well, one of the first fucking things she cited was, oh, new president. And mm-hmm. it's like, you mean to tell me that you were withholding necessary financial aid to the nation, your constituents also, because you didn't want to give a win under a president you disagree with. That's the whole the whole partisan nature of the American political system is the reason why it all needs to be fucking torn the fuck down. Because the people that end up getting fucked are us, while they are petitioning for what... Political victories they can swing that that but that only behoove them. Oh, yes, while we all suffer. Yes, Ms. McConnell, well, Schumer, ninety and, and that's they why gotta go. And that's why I go. say burn it all fucking yeah, down.
2: But that's the reason why ninety percent of the time that a politician is in office, they spend ninety percent of their time raising money to stay there instead of actually legislating. Yeah. And so, th- I mean, that right there is your key fucking problem.
1: To me, if if I was in charge, everybody's responsibility in Washington would just only be to undo all the unnecessary legislation that they've already passed. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I, I would want a monarchy if I was in oh, charge. Jesus Christ! Just to be like, I'm going to be in charge for 20 years, and during these 20 years, you can still have your elections. I don't give two fucks. But your only objective in DC is to undo all the fucking dumb fuckery that you guys have spent uh, a
0: century doing.
2: All well, Dale speaking King of DC, James.
0: um oh, uh President Trump, he um he had a a good bit of fortune this week when um. it comes to overturning the election. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but I will say this. Video evidence does seem to make the case a little stronger. And uh, he finally
1: got him some. Well, I I, I will uh, agree with you in this. And, uh, Doug, you're probably going to want to go ahead and move the ultra music back a little bit. <laughs> because this one's going to be a bit of an interesting little dialogue we have. Yeah. But I agree with you. Um, you know, since the election, the one thing that has been touted by the blue-pilled Americans, whether they're libertarians, Republicans, Democrats... But the blue-pilled individuals have all said Trump has had 46 or 47 lawsuits thrown out. This is all futile. I don't even know why we're still talking about it. He's got no chance in fucking hell. And I don't know if he actually does have a legitimate chance. Actually, no, I do. But I don't know if he has a legitimate shot at being president a year from now or if that's actually going to happen. But one thing I will say is that this week was a very good week for him. It happened to happen in our state of Georgia because we are now fucking ground zero for American politics. But um, I want to start with one thing first, and that's going to be a CNN video from back in September before the election ever happened on basically forecasting exactly what has happened up until this point. So this is uh, Fareed Zakaria. And this is, I think, back in September. Uh, I had to cut this down just so it would be playable, but uh, I'm going to let this play. It's about three minutes, and we will begin the discussion on what the fuck just went down in Georgia after that.
4: By declining to commit to a peaceful transfer of power, President Trump has agitated many who fear he will refuse to leave office even if he loses the November election and may even resort to violence. But the terrifying reality is that there are also mechanisms that are legal and constitutional that could enable Trump to stay in office without actually winning the vote. The system of electing the president is complicated because it was not designed to be directly democratic. The Constitution calls for states to choose the presidential electors who in turn gather to vote for the president. Over time, states have passed laws that ensured Their state's popular vote for the presidency would determine the electors. But those are laws, not a constitutional obligation. Now, imagine the scenario during election week. Trump is leading on November 3rd, but Joe Biden pulls ahead in the days following. Republicans file objections to tens of thousands of mail-in ballots. Democrats file countersuits. Taking account of the confusion, legislators decide to choose the electors themselves. Here's the worry. Of the nine swing states, eight have Republican legislatures. If one or more decide that balloting is chaotic and marred by irregularities, they could send what they regard as the legitimate slate of electors, which would be Republican. Democrats may object and file lawsuits. In some of those states, Democratic governors or secretaries of state could send their own slates of electors to Washington. That would add to the confusion, but that might well be part of the Republican plan. Because you see when congress convenes on january 6th to tally the electors votes there would be challenges to the legitimacy of some electors it's possible congressional republicans could decide that disputed states should simply not be counted suppose in the scenario michigan's votes are invalidated that would ensure that neither candidate would get to 270 electoral votes at that point the Constitution clearly directs that the House of Representatives vote to determine the presidential election. But it does so with each state casting a single ballot. If the current numbers hold, there would be 26 state delegations that are Republican and 23 Democratic with one tied. So the outcome would be to re-elect Donald Trump. Trump doesn't need to do anything other than to simply accept this outcome, which is constitutional thanks to Tom Rogers and Tim Worth for their writings on this topic. Trump clearly understands this chain of events. He's been casting doubt on mail-in ballots for months, insisting that the results must be the ones that reflect the tally on election night. He said this week that without mail-in ballots, there would be no worries about a transfer of power because there would simply be a continuation of his rule. He has also acknowledged... We have an advantage if
5: we go back to Congress. Does everyone understand that? I think it's 26 to 22 or something because it's counted one vote per state.
4: Now, for this scenario to play out, state Republican parties have to put their desire to win above concerns that all voices in their state are heard. Unfortunately, recent history suggests that most will readily make this trade. yours. America prides itself as the world's leading democracy. And yet, because of a vague and creaky constitutional process and ferocious partisanship, This November, we might put on a display of democratic dysfunction that would rival any banana republic on the planet.
1: All right. So, that was CNN basically spelling out the pathway to a Trump victory if there were to be what some would call shenanigans or fuckery in the election, which obviously we are all fully aware that trump has made uh quite the case for leading up to and after the election and not only trump but his legal team his legal advisors and trump supporters he just gave giuliani
0: his fucking blueprint
1: well everybody has basically anybody that knows
0: anything about constitutional law already knew this no i know but i'm just saying that is giuliani's blueprint yeah it's his blueprint for what he's been doing so
1: you know Fareed even put in there, you know, uh, the Republican state legislators will need to put their desire to win ahead of the desire to have Uh, the voices uh, of of the people. people
0: heard. Yes.
1: Now the voices of the people being heard is a clever way of saying, if you are of the people and you have a, uh, a persuasion against the results that somehow you're just, you're not part of being the people heard because what has been going on since post the election is there have been hundreds of sworn affidavits and hundreds, if not thousands of claims of fraud. And what has been said about that is that those should not be heard because they are just not willing to accept the results of the election. Now, that is the most blue pilled take on it that I can possibly think. That, regardless of what possible shenanigans, bullshit, fraud, fuckery, that I think we all have all said on multiple times does exist in every U.S. election, if those are not, once those are made, but After our guy wins, they should not be heard because they're just being sore losers. Now, my focus isn't so much on the fact that Donald Trump could still win this, because in all honesty, he still could. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I'm not so concerned about a Biden presidency or a Trump presidency. But it is important to state that if Trump does go down this constitutional route, That it will not be stealing the election. Now, you won't hear that anymore. CNN will never say what they just said here. That this is constitutionally uh, right. This is why they played this back in September, and you'll never hear anything like this ever again from them. If Trump were to overturn this, based on the legal hearings that are happening, and we will get into one that happened here in the state of Georgia this past week, but if those are enough to sway... The state legislators and the swing states where they have been the most contentious, um, Trump can still rightfully win the election, but it just won't be carried that way. And the only reason why I want to even bring this up is because I, I, I want to go ahead and put it on record now uh, because I only think it boasts credibility to our show and to our opinions by covering things in a way that uh, aren't being covered elsewhere. Anywhere,
0: yes, and with, hey, I did see one little thing on Fox about it, but that was yeah, it's amazing. Fox isn't even touching this, really.
1: No, no because I mean, they are part of the cathedral, which is the accepted opinion. And before I get too far into that, I want to play another video that explains what red pilling and blue pilling is. I've said it a couple of times in this episode, and I will say it uh, forevermore because I think it's a very important concept to understand. That if like and, and I, I love our friend David and I'm not throwing him under the bus here. I'm only using him as an example, because when he was over here and he was on our 25th episode when uh, elections results were still being tallied and counted and all this other stuff, he said, but Jim, how can you explain Georgia when you have a Republican governor and a Republican uh, secretary of state? obviously they must be in the bag for Trump because they're Republicans. And I was like, that is the most blue pill take ever because I've already said it on multiple episodes that it wasn't Trump versus Democrats. It was Trump versus establishment, to de- public yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Democrats and Republicans. And we're now seeing that. Um, so if you will just bear with me, I, I have, I have some evidence that I would like to show for our listeners if you're curious as to what the fuck I'm meaning when I say blue-pilled and red-pilled
5: red-pilling is the concept that what is presented as truth by the corporate press is in fact a carefully constructed narrative Mm -hmm. designed to keep some very unpleasant people in power
6: so to expand on that The cabal of media, government, and academia that define and enforce the boundaries of acceptable thought as laid out by the progressive worldview is known as the cathedral. So if the red pill is the understanding that there is a deliberate attempt by the cathedral to control the conversation in an attempt to maintain and expand power, then the blue pill would simply be the absence of that understanding. In simpler terms, a blue-pilled person is someone who only thinks within the boundaries laid out by the cathedral.
1: And so that is what I mean, when I say red-pilled versus blue-pilled. Blue-pilled people will adhere closer to the... But there are checks and balances and regulations. There's no way that the establishment would allow fuckery to exist within the establishment. Well, they thrive on fuckery. It's what they have used to get the populace to believe that they are, in fact, valid. And not only valid, but necessary. And that we couldn't come to our own determinations on who we want to be governed by and what our relationship with government is unless we have this acceptable pre-approved opinion of them.
2: Well, and so I, I already uh, know hierarchy. I already know what many people are probably thinking listening to this, especially if they're on the side of, well, fuck it. I hate Trump. I don't want him in there. Let's remove the individuals from the equation. It's, it's not a matter of who we have running, and, I mean, who's in what chair and whatnot. It's about the process and how the process at this moment is being overtaken.
1: Yeah, and they're already claiming victory, and therefore, they only want you to listen to them. Now, if we know anything about history, if anyone knows anything about history, you can look back on accounts from the Civil War and what it was actually about, and it's... Got a lot of conflicts based on what we're supposedly supposed to believe what it was about. Like, if I were to tell you uh, Native Americans fought in the Civil War and killed a shitload of black people, uh, would would you believe that? Or that the last standing general of the Confederacy was a Native American? Or that 9-11 only happened because of our freedom? That they hated us because of our freedom and not because of blowback from foreign policy So we're going to get a little bit into the Georgia Georgia Yeah, exactly. We're going to get a little bit into the Georgia Senate committee hearing. Uh, But before we get into this, I'm going to echo what you just said, Arana. I'm more interested in the events that they are discussing and not the individuals involved. Hate the game, not the player. Take the entire Trump, uh, you know, Trumpism out. Take Biden out. just take them all the way out of the equation and let's just discuss what is being alleged. That's that's the only thing I'm trying to bring here. You know, after the last four years, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that we've had enough focus on Trump and Trump alone. Oh, come on, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Him being at the
1: center of everything is uh is enough for all of us to just want to take a break and just look at this you know, black and white. He's like the sun. So, you know, if you believe if you still are blue pilled. And you believe that our democracy is in a fragile state? Well, then now is the time to look at the truth. Try to seek the truth, if nothing else, even if it's inconvenient and it and it goes against what you already pre uh, have approved as far as what you, you. know, I just want this to be over. I already hate this process. I just want it to be done. I don't even care who won. I just want it to be done. Um, but if if you do think that democracy is important, then this also is very important seeking out the truth in what is obviously full of fraud fraud is lies that should be what's paramount here and in my opinion our processes need more scrutiny not less we shouldn't just accept anything at this point that's coming down the pike because none of these bastards are worth trusting no and Ron Paul said it best. I'm going to quote him here. This was in his uh, the very beginning of his book, The Revolution, that he wrote uh, in 2008 as he was running for president, uh, I believe, the first time. And he said, truth is treason in the empire of lies. And I think that we live in an empire of lies. I think the media, I think the cathedral, what was stated in the last video that I played defining red pill and blue pill, I, I think that uh, I want I want to be guilty of treason. Because I'd rather look past all this bullshit and actually seek out what are the allegations. Even if those aren't truthful, does it go against what I'm being told is the truth? And that is that this election has no questions behind it. There is no truth.
0: There's no... Look. I'm not even going to go there.
2: Go ahead. Continue. No, I I, I actually... I mean, that is correct. There's not. There's no such thing currently... That's yeah, true. Yeah, there
0: is no truth. It's 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 all in Okay. I, uh but there are I, falsehoods. Okay, yes. There I, are untruths. Sure. I'm going to I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of uh whittle this down a little bit. Okay. This week in Georgia, I don't know if anybody has seen this. But this week in Georgia, there are security cameras <laughs> in the State Farm Arena that are always there. They weren't put there for the election they weren't put there for any particular reason except to in case somebody falls on the way to the bathroom and they sue the fucking arena uh so they have these security cameras at the arena now what the on these cameras and I'll play and, the video clip and, and i'm gonna or I'll I'm play gonna, the audio and i'm from gonna, that video. I'm gonna go into what the guy said on the news after this is this is really this is funny um the guy explaining on the news the next day if you would have seen this and i don't know i don't even know where you can go to look this up if you're if you're out there this guy when you see him on his on uh, i guess i don't know if he's on Skype or if he's on Zoom or whatever he's doing this interview from his house he not only does he look like he's been up all night doing blow,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I, and I'm not lying. I mean, I am absolutely not lying. He's sniffing and, and doing this shit the whole time. It's COVID, and he's constantly looking up and to the left. Now, I don't know if you know anything lying. about lying, um, but that is a that is a Indicator sure of indication lying. of of somebody that's lying, and when they're asking him about this video that Jim's gonna Jim's gonna play the, the audio of. the audio for it when when they ask him about this video he is you can see it man you can see he's been at, he knew the video was coming out he knew he was gonna have to be on the news you can see everything in this man's face that says this shit. Is not up to fucking snuff. I listened to the Senate hearings. I listened to all this, but the one thing was that man on the news the next morning, when I saw him on the news, I said, Holy shit, they got something. That was that that was my holy shit moment was when he was trying what, to explain what was this, guy this arguing? video. What's that? When did when did this vi- guy get on the news? It this was on past eleven Week? alive news. And it was the day after the video came out.
1: Okay, so this week. Yes,
0: this yes. week. Yeah. It was the day after the video came out, and it is. It's on Eleven Alive News. I don't know. Yeah, Ronan. How to and look I look it up. Ronan but, and I saw it. But the man, you look at him, and you can see his hair's all messed up. He's he's sniffing. He's and he's and the whole time they're worried. He's, he's fidgeting. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's absolutely freaking the fuck out on the news and lying his ass off. And so that was the that was the moment that uh, you know because I, I knew when I talked I knew what you were going to want to talk about because you said what well, remember when I asked you, I was like, I was like what are you what are you you know and he goes oh the Senate I, know, just like, oh, oh, watching, I, know, I just got done watching I just got done
1: watching twelve hours yeah. of hearings right two and, separate hearings and I want to go through some of the things not everything but right. some of the things that were brought up because I think that the important thing out of this. Is that if you are blue-pilled, you are just to accept that everything is going to turn out uh, okay because we have these things in place that prevent fuckery, and they're all there for our safety, security, and our own well-being. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm going to say no to all of that, <laughs> and I'm going to bolster a few of the things that were brought up because I think it's more important to scrutinize our our uh, institutions than it is to just sit back and accept whatever happens if we can whether it's a, a trump link. victory after this or a biden victory i think that scrutinization is the most important thing through all this
2: and audience i do want to assure you that when he says he spent 12 hours watching this video he spent fucking 12 hours watching this video it wasn't in shifts He didn't, you know, just go to bed one night and decide to power, you know, power it back up the next day. No, he spent the entire time live watching this shit.
1: Yeah, and then probably four hours post watching it again to try to find segments that were worth while bringing to you
0: our listeners that's how dedicated i am if you can find a link to the video that i'm talking about yeah a has
1: got it all you we, it, uh, it, he already what, he what, already what, shared it with me
0: yeah okay well we'll put that in the fucking show notes and our
1: show notes are going to be extremely long you
2: because i only shared with you an article yeah okay
1: there's video in the article
3: Anything
0: out of 11 Alive is going to have a video. Uh, and, and the guy's on cocaine, obviously.
3: <laughs> I know what I'm
0: saying. Allegedly. I'm not going to say allegedly. I'm going to say he was. He yeah. was. <laughs> All I, right. I, I, I know cocaine. And,
1: and just, I'm sorry. And we'll, and we'll get to the video. The, the video we, by now, yeah. I think, is probably the most uh, widely known thing that came out of this. And I'm going to cover other things and the audio from when the video was uh, presented to the uh, legislative body in the state of Georgia. Now getting back to this red pill versus blue pill thing. Um, you know, like I've already said, I think that our processes need more scrutiny, not less, because I think the more scrutiny you have, the more exposure comes. You, you, you ex- start to expose and you start to lift the veil of the sanctity and and the honesty behind what we're supposed to believe that all of our systems operate on.
2: Well, scrutiny ensures honesty.
1: I I, remember last week when we were talking about when you talk to somebody from the other side, the best way to understand what they think is to ask questions. That is a form of scrutiny. Mm -hmm. A better understanding is always better. Having a less a a lesser value of understanding always leads to somebody being able to fuck you over and, and thinking that you're being taken care of. Right. And that's my whole thing. That's why we read through the, the weed bill was because it needs to be scrutinized. Sure. Anything of any importance needs to be dissected. And that's all I'm trying to do here. So going back to my overarching, uh, thesis on this entire, uh, Giuliani hearing in Georgia is to combat the blue pilling of everyone. And even Justin Amash, a guy that I referenced not too long ago, tweeted on November 15th about the uh, president refusing to accept the uh, election results. He's he says, and I quote, what the president is doing is not healthy. He has the right to pursue legal challenges, even futile ones, but he is hurting himself and the country with his absurd proclamations, Republicans in Congress need to intercede. And I got to tell you, fuck you, Justin Amash, for holding up this sanctity of the state and that our elections and the results therein are to just be accepted on face value. As though there's no reason to hold them to any level of scrutiny or completely fillet them open so that everyone can see the problems that exist within them that's they. to me that is the most important part of being a free country is challenging everything that you are told to just believe and accept enter the establishment so i'm gonna go through just a few things uh so yes even libertarians can be blue pilled uh they oh they're the worst libertarians because they trust in the system and it's like the whole <laughs> the whole reason why libertarianism exists is to challenge the system. Libertarianism on its face is a radical ideology because it challenges the system. Any ideology that uh challenges what is supposed to be widely accepted is in and in, is inherently radical. Yeah. So if you're going to claim to be a radical be a fucking radical and be an unapologetic about it stand up for what you believe in defend what you say and don't be shy about it. like
0: me fuck voting so so whatever it is
1: whatever it is i'm a radical i challenge everyone to be a radical because if you're a radical that means you're independent you're 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 an individual you're you're challenging things you're questioning things you're And out of that, I think that we can shake off a lot of the nonsense that is unnecessary. Be radical, but please, uh,
2: no violence.
1: Yes. (laughs) So just for fun, before we even get into what was covered in Georgia, you know, I I remember after the election, everybody was just like Biden won, get over it. It's like, eh, I don't know. I don't. I don't accept that uh, as easily. As I'm supposed to. And I've been questioned, like, well, what would lead you to believe that? Oh, what, the voting is fraudulent? I'm like, well, obviously, yes. Another thing that isn't getting publicized that much is that, uh, you know, Kamala still hasn't given up her Senate seat. Is she really confident this whole thing is wrapped up? You know, traditionally by now, she would have already had somebody take her
0: Senate seat. So, well, I mean, you got, you know... Trump not not recognizing them as I mean that makes sense to me because look look Trump we knew this we knew this we knew Trump was going to fight like nobody's if, ever fought if before. If Trump
1: fighting is futile, you still act as though you won.
0: No, yeah, well, but look, this is the thing, Trump. If this if this gets to the Supreme Court, this is going to be very fucking interesting. And, I'll and get that's to- all, and that's all. That's Trump's end game. Yeah. And they all know this. Everybody knows this. And that video that I spoke of, that Jim will play the audio of, is to me, to me, out of everything that's happened, all the lawsuits, everything. When I saw that video, I was like, "Damn, they might have something. They might actually have it something." It was the fir-
1: it, to me, it's a bombshell. It's the first.
0: Excuse me. It's
1: the first turn <laughs> of events and all this because because they have they've lost 46 uh, lawsuits in a row. Right. And everybody's looking at that like, ah, oh, yeah. "This is this this is further evidence on why it's yeah. laughable." Yeah. There, now if you wanted to actually get really nerdy and dive into each of those 46, 47 lawsuits, the majority of them weren't filed by the Trump legal team. They were filed by independent it doesn't matter. Fuck those. I'll get into this. The point of all of the Quote unquote evidence being discussed is to get the state legislators to have enough reasonable doubt about the legitimacy of the election results to pass an audit, a true audit where you go through election forensics. Right. It is possible that enough fraud will be found to not certify the election and take it back to the state reps to move for the electors to vote, which would be chosen by the state, which would likely follow along party lines equaling a Trump victory. This is what was expressed in the CNN uh, video. Right. Mm-hmm. Trump already knows this. The whole reason, the, the, the 0 and 46 on lawsuits means nothing because no. you don't have to win them all. You don't even have to win a percentage. You need one. You need one. You need one big one. And this one in Georgia is the first one that could be the one. It's the same thing that we talked about when football was being, uh, uh, dis, uh you know discussed on whether or not we were going to have college football. Right. SEC
0: was not gonna not gonna fall
1: All you needed was that one conference yep. to be the first one to say no, fuck that, we're playing. Yes, and then immediately you have others fall in line. Right. Now it wasn't every. Remember, you have the Power Five. Basically, you have five swing states. All you needed was one conference, and that was the SEC, to swing it and say, no, fuck it, we're doing it. And immediately you had the Big 12 and the ACC follow right behind them. And not shortly beyond that, you had the Big 10 and then the Pac-12
0: being the last one. Wow, look at that. Five states. And the power, power Five. conferences. 2020. I'm telling you.
3: <laughs>
1: now, I've never heard anybody make that correlation like I just did. But it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Because all you need is if Georgia says, fuck this, and we'll get to what happened out of this, then it will make it easier for other states yep. and other... Uh, well, all they would need is Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. That's They it. only need three. That's they only it. need three out of yeah. five. They don't need all five, all right. and they don't need every lawsuit to go. They just need, right now, they just need one. Mm-hmm. And so if you have 100 charges, like I said, you don't need 100 uh, victories. You only need enough to sway the legislator. Now, everyone's saying you know, there are, preso- there are processes and checks and balances and that the system will account for the errors as far as them being realized. This is exactly what this is. Everybody that flouts the, the system being able to check on itself this is exactly what that looks like, and so for everybody that wants to mock everything, and there's plenty to to mock, you know, all the losses and Cindy Powell being a QAnon supporter and Lynn Wood being a goddamn Democrat that's all of a sudden now telling Republicans not to vote in the Republican runoff. Those are all funny and worthwhile, but none of those matter. None of those matter. What matters is what happened in the state capitol. and it, it, but either way, it's just odd to me. That those who are critical of government, government officials and the current structure of the American political system to sit back and say, none of these are valid. Everyone's crazy. Uh, and the the election was legitimate. Trump lost. Get over it. It just doesn't make sense to me. No. If, if, if you claim to be critical of government uh, as a, the institution, as it stands, especially if you're a fucking libertarian. For any libertarian to just sit there and be like, this is harmful to the country. Trump just needs to get over it and concede. Uh, I hate to use a trite term, but you're not a libertarian. You're a blue-pilled statist. You just are.
2: Well, it it should very much uh, become evident that something's going on when you realize no one is covering it. They are staying away from it like it's the fucking plague. Well yeah because you know when <laughs> you're not
1: lying Aruna, when you said that I I did actually sit down for 12 straight hours to watch this. Yeah. I wasn't watching this on CNN, MSNBC, not even C-SPAN, not CNBC, not even Fox News, not even fucking OANN or whatever the fuck. I had to go online and seek it out to watch it live. Yeah. And that just shows you, like, the same people that lied to us about weapons of mass destruction, Assad gassing his own people twice, and that terrorists hate us for our freedom, and that you're safer in a crowded Walmart than you are in a small business, that Obama was scandal-free and Trump was a Russian agent, are now the same people telling you that elections are safe and to be trusted on face value. Fuck that. Fuck all that. If if you don't believe any of the shit that I said prior, then questioning the results of the election shouldn't be a large leap of uh, you as uh, as the individual that is skeptical of all this. So that's all I'm saying, you know. And and if you actually think that this harms the country, I mean, I, it, I'm sorry, but fuck you. It doesn't. What what harms the country more is just accepting all this as is without bringing any questioning into it like i said all of our processes need more scrutiny uh not less and so i've got a few few uh, i'll go ahead and play the audio of the video where they presented the uh the state farm arena um video that i think now is probably pretty widespread most people are aware of it But uh, this is what it sounded like when it was presented in front of our state legislature uh, committee.
6: I can show it to you. There you go. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting— is the person who put the table there at 822 in the morning. Yeah. I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table.
1: And real quick suitcases aren't uh, your Samsonite suitcases. They're what is referred to as the legit ballot carrying uh, hardware. Like everybody wants to get hung up. I saw in a lot of these debunk articles and videos like, these weren't suitcases. These were official ballot containers. It's like, yeah, but they're even election officials call them suitcases. Potato, yeah. potato, bitch. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway.
6: Yeah, upper right hand. You see the gentleman in, in the red. So he just pulled one out.
0: Pulled one out.
6: <laughs> so, what are these ballots doing there, separate from all the other ballots? And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses, is the question. So these machines can process about 3,000 ballots an hour. You have multiple multiple machines there, and they're there for two hours. So you do the math. How many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules? to supervise the tabulation. We believe that could easily be and probably is certainly beyond the margin of victory in this race.
1: All right. So that is the video, the bombshell video, at least the audio from when it was presented that uh, is now in question. And she makes a good point. And now the the refuting that I've seen on this is, no, there was a uh, Secretary of State uh, poll watcher that did come down. And that is true. There was an observer, but he didn't show up for an hour. Yeah. After they started counting.
0: And, recounting. And I also heard that they were no one was ever told to leave. Uh that that's what the dude on cocaine said. Um
1: yeah. And you know what? They, they there's truth in that. There there is truth in that. You don't have to be told to leave, but when you are told that there's going to be we are done counting, that is an inherent you don't have to be here anymore. Right. We're done. No, well, that's what I'm saying. So it, that is his, being told to leave. Yeah. His, now his you can be, are... you can be truthful while still not being factual. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing here. Yes. And like I said, the same motherfuckers that told you that uh, Saddam had WMDs are the same motherfuckers saying that all of this is totally fine. So if you're not skeptical, then you are picking and choosing when you want to believe what makes you feel comfortable.
2: Well, the the most uh, I mean convincing graphic, Jim, that you showed me during all this is where they showed the uh, ballot counts during the hours of the day that they were counting, and the difference between and I, I mean you could say you know th- there was a big difference during the entire time they were counting that no that uh, you can make the argument that uh, you know. During all the hours that they were counting, after the fact um that there was a huge spike, but there wasn't the huge spike occurred during the one hour that no one was present. And we're not talking just, you know, a, a spike as in, you know two to one. We're talking about if you look at the entire day where, trump biden or you know running nearly neck and neck you've got about 20 to 1 as far as the metric show or the graphic shows for biden as opposed to trump that seems a little fishy yeah and none of this is 100 percent slam
1: dunk indicative that this was thrown in the tank for biden and i'm not saying that what i'm saying sure. is is more than enough up till this point to have questions about it. Now, one thing that uh, that she said in that video was that just the number of ballots that were counted in that time are more than enough to be greater than the margin of victory uh, for Biden. Now, I will say this. And the opening statements that happened at the very beginning of this hearing uh, came from you know the first attorney's, uh, I forget his name, but a statement. He went through the numbers of known fraudulent illegal votes in the state of Georgia that are on the books now as counted uh, counted as being uh, legitimate votes. And I'm going to go through these. These are insane. 2,506 felons voted in the state of Georgia. 66,248 underage voters voted. And that means that they were not yet 18 at the time of election. 2423 people voted who were not even registered. 1043 people voted using only a PO box. I wonder if I voted. These are th- probably <laughs> yeah. these are th- everything that you I'm about to read out. you. Everything that I'm about to read you are are against the law in the state of Georgia. 4926 people voted in Georgia after their voter registration date. So, when you register, it tells you, like, this is more like early voting. Yeah. Saying, I register to early vote. All right, well, your voting date's October 3rd. Well, they voted October 23rd. Something like that. Those, by law, are fraudulent votes. They're invalid. They should have been thrown out. They were not. 10,315 plus dead people voted in the state of Georgia. That right there. You throw those out, That that's almost the margin of victory. Well, Jim,
2: dead lives matter. I'm
1: sure. I don't want to dead name mm. them, though. <laughs> but also, 395 people who voted in Georgia also ha- voted and had their votes counted in another state. That's illegal in both states, by the way. So 395 votes immediately should be thrown the fuck out. 15,700 plus people voted who filed a national change of address form, meaning they don't live in Georgia at the time of the election, voted and had their votes counted in the state of Georgia. And lastly, 40,279 people who moved across county lines and did not register their new county in time voted. Now, that's a a ticky-tacky one, but it's still technically illegal in Georgia. Those votes should have either been thrown out or at least... uh, 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 they should have gotten a new ballot and there's not documentation for most of those so two thousand plus sixty six thousand plus two and a half thousand one thousand you're you're talking tens of thousands of votes that are at least in question so the case that they're trying to make is that with the these high numbers and in this evidence and with such a uh small margin of victory less than one percent of the total number of votes. It you cannot certify this based on all of the incongruencies that are involved around just the state of Georgia. And if they do that, then it goes to the state legislator and then it basically goes to Trump because the if you believe that they will vote along party lines.
0: Well, this is the, what I think's going to happen is what a what I've been saying the whole time. None of this matters. None of this is going to matter because just like you say, you know, he's going up against the establishment and he's going to find out that that establishment is a lot harder to fucking crack than... Than just one man screaming fraud. Well, and the establishment doesn't want to cover any of this. Exactly. They don't. And neither do which the, is the, why Republicans, I had to, the Republicans. Same, it's, it's which the is Democrats why I had to dig so deep
1: to even find the live right, feed. Right. Which is why, I, as soon as I see that, I feel that it's incumbent on me to bring it up Yes. on yes, this yes. podcast and to be on record yes. so that we can establish a bit of credibility. The, there is that, some fraud. That we will, we will not be blue-pilled on this podcast right, and buy right. into the fucking message even if this was reversed right and trump won by having ballot dumps in the middle of the night yeah and that just happened to match who i wanted no, to I win that, yeah i th- would it still matter be it matter looking at this and questioning it right. this is not and that's why i said at the top we got to take the individual's out of this
0: and the stat that grabbed me more than anything was that when the statistician dude got up and he was talking about fractional voting and shit like that and that was it was confusing to fucking listen to and watch but the one thing that he said was in 2018 was it 2008 is either 2018 or the 2016 election i can't remember Mm -hmm. he said there were 199,000 absentee ballots or uh, mail-in votes cast. Out of the 199,000, there was a 6.25 rejection rate of of ballots. And now in the 2020 election, there was 1.2 million va- mail-in ballots cast in Georgia. Yep. And with a rejection rate of, of 0. .002. Yes. Now that one stat alone screams fraud. You know, it just screams it. Yeah, and that's what that's what makes me think that if there really is some Supreme Court justices with some balls, with some—I mean—and they truly have to have brass balls to do what I'm about to say. But if they and and it looks like Alito might have the fucking balls to do it because he's the only one I've seen so far out of all of them. And
1: he's working on Pennsylvania.
0: That, yeah, and he's working on Pennsylvania. But I just have a feeling that he ain't caught wind of Georgia yet. I, that's that's what I'm. That's what I was thinking. Is it? Well, they have him assigned a state, so he's right. probably not going to be. Yeah, his, looking into his, Georgia in his jurisdiction. Yes, but if they can get in that mindset and get all it's going to take is two or three of them. Yeah. I mean, that's all it's going to take two or three of them saying, Hey, we need to look at this. We really need to fucking look at this. And this should be the biggest fucking election. Revision. To the United States. You know, they should, they should make uh, some sort of laws in the Supreme court and do it with the Supreme court doing it to where there has to be some sort of way that this can't happen, you know?
1: And-, and, and, and watching everything in the Georgia, uh, committee hearing, I don't, I don't have the audio for this because it was just too difficult to chop together, but you had the majority obviously in Georgia is Republican. The right. minority is right. Democrat. They did have minority representation in the room. Um, And they were, they, they, at the very end, they gave their closing statements and I will link the video to the entire hearing, uh, that I watched and I implore everyone to watch as much as you want. But if you don't watch anything else, go to the very end and watch the last 30 minutes where everyone is giving their closing statements because they are giving their reaction to the testimony that they heard from people that are sworn under oath to say what they say and under penalty of going to prison. Right. That should still mean something. Yes. Their reaction was overwhelmingly, we have to get things done so that our elections don't have these issues coming up every election. So regardless of where this goes for this election, I, I don't care about that. Right. This is like I said, the veil, you know, getting lifted and the great red pilling once again of American uh, citizens, American voters, whatever, right. Understanding that the current system that you as you know it is not working for you. No, not at all. There for everyone that has ever said there's no evidence of election fraud, you're you're getting your information from the wrong places. You're getting information from people that don't have your best interest at heart. And to me, your best interest is the truth. Like I said, at the top, the Ron Paul quote, truth is treason in the empire of lies. Right.
2: Well, and anybody should be looking at these stats, especially one that is striking above all is that Trump got 11 more or 11 million more votes than he did in 2016 the third largest rise in support ever for an incumbent
1: correct yet he still loses by to a president who got more votes than obama um and we we all live through that so we know that that's kind of probably bullshit but not only that but if you remember that video uh, at least the audio of the video that I played that you talked about already, Doug, about them finding ballot or pulling ballots and scanning them from underneath a table when nobody was there. Right. If you remember, that was on election night. What was the news that came out immediately after that? Not only did the voting st- or the vote counting stop, but I'm going to read you a tweet from ABC News. And this is from November 3rd. During the night... uh, Just Sorry, I hit the wrong button. It says, New, the election department sent the ballot counters at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta home at 10.30 p.m. Regina Waller, the Fulton County Public Affairs Manager for Election, tells ABC News. They made it known to the media and to the public... That at 10 30 p.m. they sent their people home. Right. That is a fucking lie. Yeah. Now, in this lead stories article where they try to debunk it and say no one was ever told to go home, how do you explain that? Yeah. They're lying. Yeah. And if you're lying when it when it's a centered around the counting of votes, you have to throw those votes out. Out. And if you do, it's likely enough to change the outcome of the election. Not to mention the however many tens of thousands of illegal voters that they have now realized were on the rolls. Like, Georgia cannot, if they want to abide by their own law, cannot certify this. They, they have to take it back down to the legislators. Now, what Fareed Zakaria said you know the uh, the state legislators will have to no longer be concerned about winning the voice or, of the big, or yeah. no longer be concerned about the voice of their people well there's a certain amount of your people who's using their voice to steal this election i don't know how to say it any different this election at least in georgia is bullshit based on everything that i saw it cannot be certified and if you if you're still blue pilled enough to believe in the institutions
2: you would think the same. Well, and what voice is he talking about if it's fraud? That's not a legitimate voice. No.
1: No. No. And I won't even get into Michigan and Pennsylvania and Nevada and Arizona and all the other states where they have their own allegations, uh, Michigan and all that. I don't have enough time. I, I gave you 12 to 14 hours of watching the Georgia one. I'm sorry. I'm only, I, I am but of one man. Um, maybe... Like I said, maybe history will look upon this as a very, very important time
0: in how our elections are conducted. And I was getting there. I think the only way that that'll happen is if it does make it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And if it does make it to the Supreme Court, like I said, it could be fucking monumental to well, fucking democracy yeah, in our America, country.
2: America, this is make or break. And I don't mean Biden or Trump is make or break. The sanctity of the vote The democracy itself is at stake with this. And if you decide to push it under the rug for the candidate that you think is going to be better for our country, then you are already requesting that we roll over and also lose our souls in the process.
1: Yeah. So I'm not I'm not asking the blue pilled to become red pilled uh red pilling happens naturally but if you still are blue pilled then i'll just say this quote from epoch times that came our epic times that came out this week and uh one of their headlines at least in one of the emails i got was our democracy is in a fragile state now more than ever truth is essential truth will guide us through this time of uncertainty." if if you if you want to believe in our institutions then you should applaud every bit of scrutiny to these election results regardless of your political affiliation Agreed. because sitting back and just being happy that your person won under this number of questionable you know items that are being brought up I don't know. Are you about the voice of the people? Because I got I got a voice of one person that I I think is just uh fucking beautiful. And this will be my closing
3: statement.
5: What did you guys do take it and uh, do something crazy
2: to it? I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know are what you I saying saw that they're filling in I know what
5: I saw and I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison.
3: Did
1: you? D- did you? Yeah, the people are trying to speak. Did you? Are you willing to have them be heard? I don't know. I signed something saying... Uh, she probably had a little bit of wine before she got up she to that. Like she oh, that. She sounded like she That was Michigan. Michigan, by far, was did way you? more entertaining. It was a goddamn shit show. I If Georgia didn't happen the way it did... I would make this entire episode about the Michigan hearings because they were <laughs> phenomenally hilarious. They were some of the most entertaining things I've seen all year.
2: Yeah, from the black woman whose, whose hat refused to stay f- the fuck on her head.
1: Yeah, and from the black Trump
2: supporter female
1: who just went the fuck off. I'll link a video to uh, in our show notes to the uh, Indian woman who just gave it to the city council members that were trying to uh, tell her she didn't know what racism
3: was
1: (laughs) to that white woman that obviously had to have a full bag of wine or at least a box of wine uh, before she got in front of a mic, just basically said, I signed something saying, if I lie, I go to prison. Did you, because our government needs a little bit of a fuck you. And I think right now the, the only people that are capable of giving it to him is uh, our, our individual citizens. And, they're doing, a, they're doing as much as they can, and I, I will do my best to bring that information to all of you because I choose not to be blue-pilled. Um, I have no faith in our systems, and I want them all to be challenged. And to me, this entire election has been wonderful, much like the last three and a half, four years of the Trump presidency where he is just throwing a big fuck you to everything. Overall... I love all of it because it challenges what we are supposed to think and believe, because uh, uh, I think we can all be I, I think we can all be honest. just believing everything doesn't lead you to anything great. It leads you to being used and being a useful idiot. I've lived an entire life of not having faith in the government. and now's our time to shine. Yes, Doug. it is. Yeah. It
0: is my time. This is my time. You fuckers that don't vote, you should be applauding in the streets. This is why we don't vote. And those that do vote,
1: you should be seeking out the shit that you I brought to you tonight. Livid. You should be yeah. fucking livid. You should, should be it. as livid you should be livid enough to overturn all this shit.
2: Exactly. Here's the question though, Doug. If this does force enacted change to where the vote is something to have faith in would you then vote?
0: It depends on what that
1: change is. Bring that House bill down to if Georgia if, for us to vote on it. If, 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 if you can vote to legalize weed, would, and all this shit changes, Dominion's out of here, we go back to paper I, ballots, I and it's I'll something that. that you can be trusted.
0: I'd vote for that. I'd vote for weed, and I would vote in an election, I would actually vote for someone if... That person, for one thing, wasn't a politician. wasn't um,
1: a traditional politician. Yeah,
0: and it w- and and there would have to be a lot of laws changed for me to vote. Though, man, I mean, laws get changed be, by voting. There would have to be. There would have to be fucking uh, term limits. Would have to be a thing. Uh, anti-corruption laws. Lobbying would have to be illegal for me to vote. Um. So yeah, no, it'd take a lot to get me to vote. <laughs> take a lot.
1: But what if the lobbyists start to share your convictions?
0: Uh, I still wouldn't vote for them,
1: you know. Well, I, I, I vote. I vote for things that I. That I would vote I for feel he are, Hey, because I'm I'm that's believe. in your best interest. Yes, that's it. That's I it. Do it.
2: believe, uh, Jimbo. You said that you were also going to close us out with a, you know, uh, a clip from the Almighty himself.
5: Rating position for myself as an artist, and that was. I sort of gave up on the human race and gave up on the American dream and culture and nation yeah. and decided that I didn't care about the outcome. And that gave me a lot of freedom from a kind of distant platform to be sort of uh, amused, uh, a, a kind of, uh, to watch the whole thing with a combination of wonder and pity right. but, and try to put that into yeah. words. Not caring about the outcome. What right. do you mean by that? Not having an emotional stake in whether this experiment with human beings works. I really don't care. Uh, I love people as I meet them one by one. People are are just wonderful as individuals. You see the whole universe in their eyes if you look carefully. But as soon as they begin to group, as soon as they begin to clot, when there are five of them or ten, or even groups as small as two, they begin to change. They sacrifice the beauty of the individual for the sake of the group. I decided it was all under the control of groups now, whether it's business, religion, political people or what, and I would distance myself from wishing for a good outcome. Let it do what it's going to do, and I'll enjoy it as an entertainment. And I'll reflect on what it is on its own. And I'll enjoy it for the entertainment. There's a little bit of a sick part in this, too. I root for the big comet. I root for the big asteroid to come <laughs> and make things right.
2: There you go. Man. Uh, nobody has ever said it better.
1: Yeah. Don't be a part of a group. Be an individual.
0: God, I miss Carlin.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Oh man, his take on this, all this shit, oh, would have been fucking great.
2: Oh, destiny pop. I try to find Jesus Trump, and (laughs) I try to
1: find the clips that make the most sense that pertain to right now. Yes, and I think that that was a good one for this episode, and we will be back for future episodes starting next week. But until then, you can follow us on Instagram at IgnoreTheRant underscore podcast and on Parler at ignore the rant and until then don't kill each other don't beat each other up Arona 19 (laughs) says get infected by someone just don't let it be somebody you don't vote for